Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! The ring, from parts unknown, with a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong! Welcome to Silver and Gold. That was our little uh, Prince tribute. Uh, he passed away this week. So uh, I have a fond memory of that song. Literally, well, not literally, but essentially dry humping somebody while dancing at this uh, really tacky pa- uh, uh, party I went to in college. So. <laughs> uh, I'm the loaf with me, Dr. Zom. Dry humping was like a form of birth control back in the day. Yes, it was. This was standing dry humping with an audience, so yeah. it was kind of tacky. I Yeah, I've done that before, too, at a bar. <laughs> um, I'm doing okay. I cut the grass at uh, Parts Unknown today. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, every year it gets fucking harder. I have to take breaks. Uh, uh, next, Maybe next year. Uh, you can start uh, hiring like a local uh, local teen to come mow it for you, like twenty bucks or something. Twenty bucks? They fucking won't even cut the front yard for fucking that. Uh, <laughs> I just um, I just take breaks, and it was a good day to take breaks because the fucking hockey game was on at like noon or something today. Yeah, for it started early. Flyers. Yeah, I didn't ex- I didn't pay attention. I thought it was going to be on tonight, and. Um, but, you know, whatever. As soon as I woke up, I turned it on, and it was at the, big, like the beginning, maybe middle of the second period. And I thought, ooh, it's still 0-0. Uh, zero, zero. You know, awesome. And, I mean, five seconds after I, I thought that, the fucking Capitals scored the only goal of the game, which won the game. Boo. And I came back in and watched the last three minutes, uh, not because I planned it that way, but just because I was tired and sweating and I needed to get out of the uh, – uh, open air the sunshine and the pollen yeah i'll tell you what i don't know if i've said it on the show yet but listen 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 to this that is the wind of a clear nose uh the hair in your nose flonase has been a wonder drug for me this year oh that's cool oh my god i was dying from allergies last year and i've hardly had a uh, uh yeah. even a symptom this this spring so i remember your struggles god it was terrible but I don't know if it's just different outside, but I'll go ahead and give Flonase the credit. There'll be a there'll be a sponsor of the show soon. So maybe it's like uh what you call what was it? Is either the Andromeda strain or invasion of the body snatchers. You God, something. There was there were pod people forming in my uh, sinus last year. So uh, pod boogers. Yeah. But we've been off for a little while. This was this one was completely my fault. Um I uh had a big certification at my new job to study for, and I didn't want to. I just didn't feel uh, comfortable d- uh, <laughs> donating, you know, 
seven hours of my week to watch two movies and record a show. Just no biggie. When I had to, when I had to uh, study my ass off because it's a completely, well, it was a completely foreign language to me, but mm. I passed my test with flying colors on the first try. You are learning. I am learning. It's kind of weird. I haven't done that in a long fucking time. And um, so it's been uh, been a now it's been slow. I can I, I'm starting to catch up with some watching. I watched some movies this week. Um, in the in the three weeks prior, I watched like two, and then I watched like four in the last couple of days. So damn, I know. You turned into a machine. Yeah, or something like uh, what you call it? Um, was that Stallone? When he said, "I feel like a machine." Was that uh, I over noticed, the top? I think that was was that over the top, or was that the one where he was going to fight Drago? Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. He turned on but a I, switch with his baseball cap and over the top. Yeah, I I watched some clips of him from Expendables two mm-hmm. uh, the other day. I I often go to this uh, YouTube thing called uh, everything that's wrong with and then it'll pick a movie in like 13 minutes and then they'll just go through and tell you everything it's it's pretty funny and his voice is so weird and so low in that expendables movie he's like <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck but then i saw him in that apollo or that creed movie i didn't watch the whole thing i just saw parts of it and his voice wasn't like that i think so, that was sammy's number one movie of the year on the GGTMC top, whatever they do, thirty. Jeez, <laughs> it was the good top movie. That was, I think that was his favorite, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, it was in the yeah, top. It was in the top fine. five, definitely. That's fine. Whatever turns you on. I, I haven't seen it, so I can't. You should can't, watch uh, it. You should. You should definitely. I don't want to be a super hater. You won't. <laughs> Go Kings. You won't be a super hater. <laughs> the um, I don't know. Yeah, you'll like it. I think you'll no, like I it. No, I don't know. I think you'll I just I, I didn't I didn't really have like a like a burning desire to see it because it's just kinda like, okay, you know, I know Stallone's the old guy, but it's you know, Rocky's fucking movies are pretty much Rocky movies. You know. Gonna go out there and beat the odds and show your heart and la 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 la. No raping by uh Clubber Lang or, or cuckolding by Clever Lang, I I still feel that I could write and make a one of the most compelling Rocky movies ever, which would be Adrian and Clever Lang, you know, getting it on. All right, so yeah, uh, um, already having technical difficulties, but yes, um, I do I do still like Zom's um, uh, Rocky fan fiction yeah. idea. Yeah, it's gonna be a good yeah, one. a lot of butt fucking, a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Rocky weeping, you know, <laughs> and then they would put like one of those little. Um, I've seen them in movies. They're almost like a little chastity belt thing, like a little cage that they put on the uh, <laughs> the husband's little tiny flaccid penis. Uh, that would, that'd be fucking awesome. Wait, and but... you could even have a, a Apollo Creed son get in on the uh, like a DP. Oh yeah. Well, well. Oh yeah. Uh, Adrian's pretty. Uh, be kind of like a gilf. She well, she's uh, it wouldn't quite work in the current timeline. I'll just say that she's dead. Isn't yeah. She? <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> it's well, not, I mean, it's, that's, it's, that's been for a while. It's not really a yeah. What did she was she dead in the last movie? Well, I remember Rocky was like that girl was like trying, they kind of were like kitting it off. 
Adrian had died of syphilis or something. <laughs> Clubberlang syphilis. Blinding clubberlang syphilis. Uh, so uh, what have you been watching lately besides Rocky porn? <laughs> Uh, all right. Now, I was really excited about that I watched some of these movies, and uh, it's been so long since I've watched them now, it's kind of hard to remember. <laughs> eh, we'll just blast through them. Okay, Nobody I'll cares. I'll blast through them. Okay. <laughs> I watched uh, Tei Shu Shen Fen, or Special ID from 2013. This was a Donnie Yen movie. Uh, it's pretty cool. He's kind of like, he, he's undercover, mm-hmm. uh, and... Uh, He's he's real like uh, his undercover guy. The, his persona is pretty badass. But not only that, he's um, like he likes to take his shirt off and stuff. <laughs> his his friend on the police force even says something about it, and he takes his shirt off and shows his. Muscles. I watched a Donnie Yen movie, and I don't have it written down. I need to figure out what that is while you're talking. Go ahead. This go one ahead. so had uh, Tian Jing, Andy On, Ronald Cheng. And a bunch of other people that I don't know. But Donnie Yen, I know him. Okay, I watched a movie called Punished. Uh, and this uh, had uh, Anthony Wong. Was uh, yeah. He was one of the main guys. He was uh, like, uh, if I remember correctly, his uh, somebody kidnaps uh, one of his uh, uh, close relatives. And uh, then um, he hires his – well, he doesn't hire. The, the guy's like his, his man, his like uh, – think like driver and second or lieutenant or something like that and he hires him to to find the people and deal with the situation this was pretty good the other one was really good too i like this one too uh wong anthony chow sang wong richie <laughs> ennis man maggie ho yi jung lots of people okay i like that one that was called punished from 2011 uh, another Donnie Yen movie, which is called Flashpoint. Ooh, uh, yeah. This one was a pretty action-filled uh, venture. Um, I liked it a lot. Lots of uh, lots of Yen whooping ass. Yes. Uh, it also had Louis Ku, Colin Chow, uh, Bing Bing Fan. Uh, I liked it. it this one, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was about. <laughs> 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 but I did. This one was like straight up lot, lots and lots of action. So that was pretty good. I got on a yen thing there. Yeah. Now I watched uh, the, um, a movie called, uh, it says like C plus Jing Tam. And this is The Detective from 2007. Is that, um, oh, is that uh, Johnny Toe? No. This is Oxide. This was directed and written by Oxide Pang, mm-hmm. and uh, which is Oxide Chun Pang and his brother, I guess, Thomas Pang, as Paxing Pang <laughs> and Oxide Pang. And this this one dude, the star of it, is this guy Aaron Kwok, and he is fucking awesome. Uh, and then the um, the uh, police uh, detect or not detective, but like the police chief that's his his friend is mm-hmm. Kai Chi Lu, and um, they're both good together. He's a he is a Aaron Kwok or Aaron Kwok is a is like a low budget kind of private detective, and his buddy is this inspector for the cops, and he goes to him, and he's kind of like one like almost like not a Sherlock Holmes, but he's um, 
I'm trying to think who would be like a like a low or like a like fucking that Burt Reynolds movie Seamus where he's just kind of like a real <laughs> low budget detective. Mm-hmm. It's got some funny stuff in it, but it's it's really good. I recommend that one big time. Nice. And they did a, I think a couple of sequels to it. Um, the Detective. That Aaron Kwok's going to go far. I like him a lot. Uh, Where did you find this, that one? Uh, iTunes. Oh, cool. And then um, I watched 2015's Carol, which is directed by Todd Haynes and uh, starred Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara, who is just like, I don't know, man. There's just nothing behind those fucking eyes. <laughs> and she barely blinks in the whole thing. This was a pretty good movie, though. It's got mm-hmm. a nice, it's got a good subject matter. Did you see that? See no, it? I, that one I've had queued up a couple times and I've never pulled the trigger. It's pretty good. Yeah. It, and uh, um, it deals with like uh, some, it's for the, for the period, for the time, which I think was like maybe like the 50s. Uh, deals with some stuff that, uh, you know, at that time, even now, you know, people are shit themselves over, but yeah. it's good. And it's, it's R rated, but you know, it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have like anything in it to me that was, I guess it's just adult topics or. Yeah. Anything, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it really looks good too. It kind of has like a look like that movie, uh, Brooklyn, the sort of. Oh, cool. And uh, I watched a 2012 movie called Hanzin, which is, uh, that's the original title. Uh, it's called Cold War. And this also stars Aaron Kwok, because after I saw Aaron Kwok. <laughs> you had to look him up more. Yeah, I looked him up and I wanted to see more of his stuff. Now, the movie poster, the uh, the artwork for it or box artwork for it, you would think that this is some goddamn fucking action movie like flashpoint or something because here's aaron kwok on the front with some kind of goddamn assault rifle over his shoulder and this explosion and everything and it's nothing like that at all it's more like a uh not a thriller more like a uh, just a crime drama but uh not like shoot a shoot 'em up thing but it's really good i liked it a hmm. lot aaron kwok uh tony kai fai lung Charlie Young, Carl Tung Nam, Carl Jin, on the own, Tarzan. Yeah. Okay. It's a good <laughs> one. It. I liked it. That's another one. I went wild on iTunes running some of these. Uh, Cold War. That's what that one's called. I watched uh, Firestorm from 2013, which is also known as Feng Bao. Uh, <laughs> this was directed by Alan Yun and stars Chen Yao. Katung Lam and Andy Lau, which you know Andy Lau. Of well, I do know Andy Lau. Um, personally. Yeah. <laughs> but this was a really good one, too. I uh, liked it a lot. Can't remember what it's about now. <laughs> no, I really did like it. I just, I'm sitting there trying to think. It's okay. All right. Is heading to the city in which it comes another occurrence so destructive it vows to bring down everything it touches. A crew of seasoned criminals led by a notorious Nam. Okay, that's a really long synopsis. <laughs> Try to figure out what the fuck it's about. Yeah. But I, I remember I liked it. Every one of them I watched, I liked. So uh, that's another one. Check out on and it's on uh, Amazon too for two ninety nine. Firestorm. Um, I watched the sequel to the Detective with Aaron Kwok called The Detective Two. Oh, uh, original name. Also directed by Oxide Jung Bang. And uh, written by Oxide Chung Pang and Thomas Pang, stars uh, <laughs> Aaron Kwok, Patrick Tam, 
man, I'm te- this one, I read the reviews on it, and some people said that it wasn't as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I, I don't know if I can compare if it was as good. as The first one was really good. This one was really good, too, and some shit happened in it that I was like, damn. Okay, so there you go. The Detective and the Detective 2. Detective 2. Aaron Kwok. Uh, this one was awesome. Uh, fucking violent action movie called The Yellow Sea. Yeah. Uh, N or Huangai. Huangai. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Directed by Hong Jin Na. Written by Hong Jin Na. Uh, stars Jung Woo Ha, Yun Soo Kim. This is a Korean movie. Uh, very good. It is a good uh, one. It was not at all what I expected, and goddamn man, it's got some violence in it. This is one of them ultra-violent movies, but it's not stupid ultra-violent. Like right. uh, what? The, like uh, uh, Olympus has fallen. This one actually has like a. <laughs> you watched that too, didn't you? This one. I just said this one. This <laughs> yeah, one. I did. I watched. Uh, speaking of stupid action, I watched 2015's Close Range. Uh, which is not Isaac Florentine movie starring Scott Adkins. And it's got uh, the guy who uh, Nick uh, Chinland, who would not put the money back in the box for Nicolas Cage in Con Air. And who, <laughs> there was somebody else in this. There was a guy in this that he was the guy that played the guitar in the Edward Furlong, Willem Dafoe prison movie we watched he just kind of had a small part in it but he had his hair slicked back and played the guitar in it and he's like got a bit part in this too but i recognize him this wasn't bad scott atkins movie it's a you know he's taking on the mexicans cartel or something and is that that's a pretty new one it's on netflix yeah Hmm. and uh he does that thing where he like kicks him so fucking hard in the chest that they go like they fly back like about 20 yards and then there's lots of ak-47 shooting in it uh, and there's a scene in this, and when you see it, this gives nothing away. It's just stupid. He he has been like uh, I can't remember if he's in prison or if he was overseas or what. And his niece had never met him, and she's probably say she's like 15 or something like that. And he shows up. Well, she goes, "Hey, I I, I got you a a clean shirt to put on because of some stuff that had happened." Mm-hmm. So he's standing in front of her, and he takes his shirt off. And of course, you know how Scott Atkins is built. You know, he's like got a tiny waist and big muscles and all cut up and everything. And she's like looking at him like she wants to fuck him. And, and it's just like, why did they do that? That was kind of odd. You know, it's like his <laughs> sister's fucking daughter. Or whatever. I watched Passion in the Desert, which was uh, directed by Lavnia Kore, uh, starring Ben Daniels, uh, Michelle Piccoli. And Paul Meston. This is one that I saw the previews for on like VHS or something like a long time ago. And I was like, what the fuck is this about? Because it kind of takes place in the Napoleonic times. And this guy's a uh, an officer in Napoleon's army and he gets like uh, stuck or lost out in the desert. And he meets this uh, like leopard. And the way that the trailer was like, it was like, it's called Passion in the Desert, and it's mm-hmm. just him and the leopard. And I was like, "Wait a minute, is he gonna fuck this leopard?" <laughs> it's a pretty good movie, though. So I mean, don't spoil know. if he did or not. 
I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's it's. I got that one on iTunes too. Uh, I gave iTunes some money this week. Yeah, you uh, did. I watched uh, 2012's Premium Rush, directed and written by David. Uh, I guess it's Cope, uh, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Michael Shannon was awesome in this. I'm not so sure about how good of an actor Joseph Gordon-Levitt is. He kind of has this smirk and this look and everything, but <laughs> I think he just gets by more on his, um, I don't know. Jake talks about fucking Brian Gosling, but God, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's not, I mean, he's not bad. He's a likable yeah, guy. Like he's like somebody you, you like, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know. He's, he's no Leo. He's the, He is no Leo, that's for sure. I, I'm not even joking. <laughs> Uh, let's see. But the premium rush is pretty good. And mostly because of Michael Shannon, he's such a fucking, he's, he's awesome. And he's such a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> I think I Michael Shannon's probably the best when he's a piece of shit. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's talking about gifts. Like he doesn't want to open his mouth. Like he's got to run his mouth. Um, I watched, uh, sitting Fung Wan or also known as overheard from 2009, uh, directed by Felix Chong and Alan Mock. Written by Alan Mock and Felix Chung, starring Daniel Wu, Grace Huang, Jinchu Zhuang, uh, Louis Ku, Michael Wong, Ching Wan Lao, Alex Fong. <laughs> this one was really good. I really liked it. It's uh, kind of like there's a special. What was the the German movie where the guy? It, well, you know, like the conversation with Gene Hackman. Yeah. Where he listens oh, to oh, the lives of others or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's or... kind of what this is. There's a team of them. Okay. And they they are like the surveillance people, and uh, they're investigating this. Uh, it would be like a the, I guess Hong Kong, uh, like a Wall Street kind of a deal. These these uh, bankers that are being crooked, but it's really good. I really like this one a lot. Hmm. Uh, let's see. I only have a couple more here get through them olympus has fallen this wasn't bad i mean it's just you know it's stupid uh it was that one versus uh what white house down or something yeah. that one was bad okay well no, that's the machine gun that's not fart sounds oh but 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 like that the now there's a there's a london is has fallen too right yeah that one's on the smoky theater right now oh this was you mean uh, at the Smoky Theater. Yeah, this one's directed by Antoine Fuckwa, <laughs> <laughs> Gerard Butler, Gerard Butler, uh, Gerard Butler, um, Aaron Eckhart, Morgan Freeman. Who's the chick in this? Uh, Dylan McDermott's in it. Man, what a he's just a piece of shit. If he's not a piece of shit in real life, then I'd be surprised because <laughs> he's a jerk. Um, uh, Rod Hobb Mitchell, she's the uh, the one that played uh, Denzel Washington, the chicken, the Denzel Washington Man on Fire movie. Cole Hauser's in this. Uh, there's a lot of people that just get killed, like a lot of lots of killing. Yeah. And this is one that, like, uh, if you go back and if you watch it and just laugh at how stupid everything is, you know, just a good popcorn actioner. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, they have the little kid. You know, little kid. You gotta say Ashley Judd's in it for about fucking five minutes, if that. <laughs> X Men First Class. Uh, I've yeah. seen that a bunch. Uh, Fastbenders, big teeth, are on display in this. And then what's her name? That January Jones. 
they, they have a scene <laughs> in it where she takes off this 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 coat and she's got this bra on and it makes her tits look like she's got like really big tits and she doesn't have really big tits it's like a fucking wonder bra and i like jennifer lawrence without the makeup <laughs> but when she puts the makeup on she looks stupid uh, <laughs> the guy that plays beast looks stupid um, his makeup looked pretty bad. It was stupid. And then when fucking McAvoy, when when these guys like when uh, Magneto is trying to move something, he puts his hands up and he's like, ha, ah! you know, he's like holding them out like, Ooh! and then when when fucking Professor X, he'll put his finger up to his head like he's using his mental powers. I bet you they felt so stupid. Was man. that the one where they were trying to train somebody with the training dummies and like it yeah. has the the close up of the guy fondling the training yeah, dummies? Yeah, the beast grabs the fucking so mannequin it. And then Kevin Bacon is pretty good in this. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Bacon's good. Uh, I watched these last night, which is um, Sherlock, the uh, uh, Abominable Bride. This was um, the, the uh, uh, what should we call it, Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock. Oh, uh, uh, they do like a TV special, like a longer one? Yeah. They're all like an hour and a half long. Oh, they, oh, oh, oh. So it's a the, normal season. The, the season, each season is like three episodes. Gotcha. And each episode is an hour and a half long. So they made like three movies. Three movies. Um, but man, these are fucking good. And the way they shoot them and the ideas they come up with. Th- this one is like they, they are back in Victorian times. Mm-hmm. But the way they do it is really cool. So I need to check that out. I still have really it. Good. Uh, and it's, there's so much funny stuff in it too. Um, and then I watched uh, Sherlock, The Empty Hearse, which is the first – uh, episode of season three. I think that the one, the abominable bride was a standalone like movie mm-hmm. and I shouldn't have watched it first, but I did because yeah. I didn't, uh, I was transferring the movies over to my iPad and a couple of them didn't get transferred. But this is the first one. Uh, empty hearse is the first one of the, um, third season. So I need to watch the next two, but they're really fucking good. They're <laughs> awesome. And I think that might be, might be that's it nice walk uh like i said i didn't watch a ton until basically a couple days ago um i i watched i think it must have been uh oh i didn't even say what we were reviewing today um but (laughs) (laughs) kill um kill them all and come back alone must have inspired me to look up some westerns so I actually watched a couple American westerns that I had not seen that I probably should have. Um, Jeremiah Johnson from 1972 oh, okay. and The Life and Times of Judge Roy Bean, also from 1972. Um, so uh, Jeremiah Johnson, I liked better between the two of those, but they're very different movies. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Uh, Judge Roy Bean's more of, I, it's, I mean, it's really most, it might even be a comedy, I guess, even though, yeah. even though Roy Bean's a big, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> Uh, Fucking Stacy Keach, man. <laughs> Stacy Keach comes in out of nowhere in this movie. Like <laughs> he, <laughs> he's an albino. He's got this big long hair uh, bad, with a not black. Dirty bad Bob, the Mexican. What's that? The original Bad Bob. Yeah. That was really funny. God um, damn, it was fucking funny. Abino, hey, Abini. Hey, and uh, Jeremiah Johnson. I could have sworn I'd seen Jeremiah Johnson before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what it was. I was Redford in another Western type movie where he is living by himself in the mountains. I don't think so. What the fuck did I was? I think I'm, I'm confusing this with something because I was watching this. And maybe I just never finished it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've liked both of them quite a bit. 
Jeremiah Johnson, I thought, was uh, better. And uh, some some nice pedigree in those. Sidney Pollock directed Jeremiah Johnson. Uh, and, did uh, you think Jeremiah Johnson was racist? Um, No, I don't think. I mean, given the circumstances, I guess not. I mean, I think most people probably had an issue with Native Americans at that time. You know? Well, when they come in and kill, like, yeah, because yeah. it was kind of like you or them. So, but well, the so, the only reason I asked, we were talking about it at a horror hunt. I can't remember if it was me and Freddie from uh, Night of the Living podcast or who it was, but um, they, this woman from like New York Times, this critic wrote a thing and said that how she hated the movie and how racist it was, and it was so racist that at the end, uh. Jeremiah Johnson's like standing there and there's this native American on a horse and the guy looks at him like to, to, you know, give him a pass. And Jeremiah Johnson gives the Indian the finger. I don't think he, he did give him. He didn't give him. He like waved or saluted or something. They they fucking, they fucking even freeze frame. He did not (laughs) give him So that's what I was like. How the hell did they get that? You know, she literally said. She was waiting for the finger and and just assumed it happened. (laughs) Yeah. She needed the finger. Ooh. Um, and then John Houston directed the other one. John Milius wrote it. Uh, Judge yeah. Roy Bean. Milius. Um, it doesn't surprise me that he wrote that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, he probably idolized Roy Bean. That was pretty fucking funny, though. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great, but it, it was just odd. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely odd. And I saw that they made a TV show out of it for a little while, Did too. They? Yeah, a couple years it was around. That Lily Langtree must have been something else. So, yeah, good two good ones. And then I watched nothing for like almost three weeks. Wasn't Lily Langtree, was that, uh, fuck was that? That was that, uh, is, wasn't that Ava Gardner maybe? It was somebody uh, famous. It was, let's see, I, I just closed the tab. It was somebody famous. Um, Roy Bean. I lost my tab. Ava Gardner. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so a couple days ago, this one I thought I'd seen also, and it is also, this was coincidentally, directed by Sidney Pollack. I watched Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman. Uh, Never seen it. I thought I had, and as I watched it, I was like, I actually haven't seen this. Uh, Pretty good movie. It was entertaining. Would Tootsie, do you think that she would be all right, like going to the bathroom in North Carolina? (laughs) Well... That was the th- he 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 was the master of the quick change. So oh. uh, so he could he could uh, if he had to shit he could just uh, lose. I thought the he looked odd though when he would switch back to dressing like a man and his eyebrows were all plucked out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, uh, Hoffman was really good in it, and um, I always liked Terry Gar for some reason. Yeah, she was a hottie back in the day. Yeah, yeah, and and, I, and Bill Murray had a weird role in this. I figured he might have been. Like bigger than this role by now, but Christ, I forgot he was even there. I can't even yeah, remember. Yeah, he he was he was uh, Hoffman's roommate. Oh, hmm. or I guess roommate. He was always at his house. So I don't know if it was his roommate or not. He was like a he's like Kramer. He was a writer or something, and he like he wasn't even funny at all. Like he just had like a pretty like straight role. And this is after Stripes, so I thought it was weird. Um, I watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I've probably seen this a dozen times, and it's still really good. Cameron Crowe wrote it, and uh, you know Sean Penn, Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold, and the whole masturbation scene that's legendary. Still good. Forrest Whitaker looking 
Now, is Forrest Whitaker a big guy? Like tall? Uh, uh, six two. I, I he like towers to over. I don't. They must lift him up or something because he's t- so much taller than everybody in this movie. But he's only six two. I mean, t- six two is tall. He's pretty big and fat there for a while. Like he was six two, but like probably two hundred and you know fifty plus. <laughs> yeah, and which his... me saying big and fat. That's about how. <laughs> Uh, I watched Fletch, <laughs> which I hadn't seen since I was probably a kid. Um, and I was trying to just watch it with an eye this time to see. Uh, I wanted to see if I could figure out which lines of Chevy Chase's were ad-libbed. And oh. I think most of them might be. <laughs> There's certain ones you can tell that, are, that aren't, that, that, that kind of push the story. But I think all of his one-liners have to be ad-libbed. I love uh, Joe Don Baker in that. Joe Don Baker, I was surprised to see. I was surprised he's in there. And Emmett Walsh. Yeah. Um, George Went playing that kind of druggy guy on the Fat Sam on the beach. (laughs) Fat Sam. And uh, what was the what was the uh, the uh, African American guy? Wasn't he one Cookie? Was it? Which uh, on the beach? It was a druggie. It was a couple. There was Gummy. Gum, maybe it's Gummy. Gummy. Let me see his face. Yeah, that so, was him. Larry Flash Jenkins played Gummy. Larry Flash Jenkins. Uh, I watched Cooley High uh, from 1975. I haven't. I had not seen this one. I was kind of in the mood for kind of teen comedies, and this one's always been kind of out mentioned out there. This has to be one of the first kind of like of its kind. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a, that kind of feel, like a. Um, Breakfast Club kind of feel almost. I mean, it's set in the 60s instead of the 80s. Obviously. I thought it was good, but then at the end when Robert Redford gave him all a finger, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Where did, where did he come from? Yeah, I was like, yeah, he's on a horse in the snow. I was like, wait, they didn't ride horses in Chicago in the 60s. Um, pretty good movie. Uh, it uh, it kind of went on a little bit, but uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. But... um. I finally saw it. It's, it's been one that I've been meaning to see forever. So uh, Today, oh, I went to the movies yesterday for the first oh. time in a month, um, and I watched... Now, I was I was tentative of this one because the, the, the trailer for it, I thought, was hideous. Uh, Everybody Wants Some, the new Richard Linklater movie. Mm. Uh, the trailer for... I'll tell you, if you like Richard Linklater movies, like Days of Confused style... This is the, you'll like this. This is like I mean they call it the spiritual successor or sequel or whatever to Days of Confused, and it really is. Um, it's that kind of movie. It takes place over like three days. Um, all of these people getting ready to start the new school year, it's, and, and it focuses on the baseball team at this Texas university, and they're all they're like they're. You see them get to play practice baseball a little bit, but um, for the most part, they're just kind of doing like jockey shit at their house and like going to parties and stuff like that. Their weekend Jock before stuff, yeah. Um, you know, they're all kind of douchebags, but I'll tell you what, I like this movie quite a bit. It was it it had a nice nostalgic feel, um, and some interesting like dialogue, which Linklater's often known for, and the characters were pretty interesting, even though they were all kind of like meatheads, but. Um, they all had their their own kind of, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them had very like quirky, like unique personalities. Um, it's very funny, uh, but yeah, skip the trailer if you like Linklater. Just go see it; you'll you'll like it. The trailer was it, it almost made me not want to see it at all. Yeah. And then I saw that he directed it, 
I was like, oh shit! Like I, I was scared then, but no. Well, they're probably trying to sell it as a, you know. They must be. They must have been trying to sell it as just like this raunchy comedy, and it has those moments, but it's not like it's not like a, a, a super bad or one of those. Um, but I mean, I like super bad too, but that's not what I want out of a Linklater movie. So, do you think that we sound stupid because we say Texas instead of Tejas? <laughs> I'll give all those people. I a never finger. realized that. And then I was watching a movie, and like all the the people in Mexico were calling it Tejas, and then I started thinking, well, yeah, that's probably how it's pronounced, but we say Texas, Texas. Well, I going down Texas. In, in, in Mexico, they would spell it T E J A S, though. So I don't know. Uh, I don't think X has like a, a, a. I don't think X is a thing in the, in the Spanish alphabet. I mean, it's there, but I don't think it's used the same way. So. When they uh, then, secede, uh, they may well, change the name of it. Yeah, well, I hope so. <laughs> um, and then I watched... We may have to go to war with Dave Mack. <laughs> Bring we'll it on, buddy. Yeah, We'll be like, you're not going anywhere. You're one of us. <laughs> uh, and then I watched today, one I rented on iTunes. It was 99 cents, either last week or the week before. And I finally watched today, The Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Um, kind of a zombie comedy. It was all right. Uh, had some boobs, lots of profanity and gore. Uh, it's it basically th- <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's three uh, Boy Scouts that, but they're they're kind of past the point where they should be. And like two of them are just being Scouts because they feel sorry for the one that's still into it. Mm. And uh, but you know, but, ultim- like too old to be a Scout. Yeah, they're like sixteen. They can drive. And they don't really. The scoutmasters don't even want to finger him anymore. They're yeah, well, the the one scoutmaster, he looked familiar. I know him from somewhere. David. David. Oh, David Kochner or something. He's in a lot of those movies. Like Anchorman, and you'd recognize him. He plays the scoutmaster. Um, but uh, it's pretty funny. It was all right. There's some really hot chicks in it. There's a really funny scene. Like one of the guys, he's a big like the one of the kids is like a kind of a pervert he's always he's trying to buy beer and all this stuff but um there's a cop they show at the beginning that walks by him that's super hot and uh but she comes back later a guy or a girl a girl and um (laughs) he sees her later on she's turned into a zombie and she's stuck on a fence and her shirt like rips off and he's staring at her and they're like come on come on and he's like just with his mouth open just staring at the giant zombie tits and then, like, before he runs off, he runs up and just goes, squish, 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 <laughs> and then runs off. <laughs> He's like, I touched him. Like, like, ripped open on the barbed wire, like meat sacks. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty gross. funny. It was all right. I mean, it was not a great movie. It's like a maybe a six out of ten. Yeah. It was all right. Better than Creed? Better than Creed? Better than Creed? Uh, it's toss-up. <laughs> Top five. Top five. Um, that's all I watched. I've been watching a lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because uh, I was able to put that on and like waste 20 minutes while my brain was uh, recovering during study sessions. So. But um, yeah, tell me about it. Reaction. That wasn't a critique. <laughs> Reaction to this week's Silver and Gold. Woo. All right, let's take a break and come back. Which movie do you want to do first this week? Uh, oh, yeah, the movies we are doing this week. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, this week we are doing, um, we're going to review Kill Them All and Come Back Alone. This is, uh, uh, Enzo Castellari Spaghetti Western. And we're doing a Roland Click German Euro crime type film called Supermarket. I don't know how to pronounce it in German, but 
I imagine it's probably close to that. Um, but what do you want to do first? It doesn't matter. How about like let's just do the chronological. Let's do the chrono. I don't even know what the chronological is. Oh, kill them all and come back alone. Uh, so we'll come back and talk some uh, Chuck Connors. We'll be right back. Do you find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast? Do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when you will find that one film that might change your life? Well, then maybe you should check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema with your host Big Willie and the Samurai. Bringing class to the trash since 1977 and rocking the house. You can find The Gentleman at ggtmc.com. Bringing class to the trash. I feel like I might have played that song in a break before. Oh, well. Uh, first movie of the day. Uh, I don't know who's going to take the lead. We're going to have to tag team these because it's been a fucking month since I've watched them. Amazale tutti e torna solo. Or kill them all and come back alone. Uh, directed by Enzo Castellari. Always a treat for me to see I've an Enzo Castellari movie. Yeah. Um, I can go ahead and read the synopsis. Uh, In in 1864, mercenary Clyde McKay uh, leads a squad of hard case cutthroats on a mission for the Confederate High High Command. Infiltrate an enemy fortress and steal a million dollars in gold from the Union Army. Million dollars? Million dollars. Million dollars. This is starring Mr... Chuck Connors and some other people. Hercules Cortez. He's a wrestler, or was. I remember him. Um, He got killed in a a, uh, car wreck when he was tag team champions of the AWA with Red Bastine. Uh And then when he got killed, he had to take on a new partner, and he picked the Crusher. What was? I didn't realize that was even him. Maybe it was Antonio Rojo, the the one, the other guy in it that's kind of opposite Chuck Connors. Uh-huh. He, I've seen his face a lot too. He was in Once Upon a Time in the West. He was the guy at the beginning that had the family that gets massacred. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of yeah, shit. Yeah, he's a he's got a other nobody else I really recognized except for those two. 
I didn't recognize Hercules Cortez. I I actually looked him up while I was watching this. As big as he was, because yeah, he was like swinging the big arms and stuff. I was like, he moves like a wrestler. I bet he's a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, and he was. Um, Zom, I guess you could you you could we can kind of tag team if you want to start on this. This was your pick. So, um, okay, well, well, let's talk about. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, first of all. I was just doing a Google search for I don't know what, probably like Robert Redford giving somebody the finger. <laughs> and I just happened to see this, and like somebody else said, the, the name of the movie was just Kill Them All and Come Back Alone. It's, it's a cool it, fucking name. And this it, is, it, it's, it's made me want to see this movie day. for a long I've wanted to yeah. see this a long time just from the name. Amazali Tutti e Tronna Solo. <laughs> Uh, but okay, and another thing is, I was kind of having a good time with uh, Chuck Connors. For some reason, I was posting a lot of Chuck Connors stuff on the <laughs> Critiques page. I don't know why. Um, now Chuck Connors and I have a a strange past. Oh, because Chuck Connors was uh, legendary for this TV show called The Rifleman. And he had this gun, and at the beginning, the in the titles, every time, he had this like a, it was like a thirty thirty lever action rifle, but he could shoot it real fast, like a, you know, real fast. But then later on, and he was in a lot of the movies. He was in this TV show called I think it was called just called Werewolf, where this young guy was like this uh, almost like a. Uh, in the Hulk, where Bill Bixby would walk around with you know, the sad shit. piano music, yeah, stuff would happen. Well, this this guy, this young guy, was got bit by a werewolf, and he was uh, he like roam around from town to town, and shit, stuff would happen. Well, the bad werewolf was this werewolf Scorzini. He was like the original werewolf or the one that bit the guy or something. And it was Chuck Connors when he was older. <laughs> so I always remember that because he'd have these, when he turned into, he, he's fucking weird looking anyway. Because he's real big. Mm-hmm. And Chuck Connors was like, a, he played for the, I think, Brooklyn the, Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers. And he played for, was it the Celtics? He played <sighs> professional baseball and basketball player. I'll look that up while you're going. I don't know. But anyway, so he was a real good athlete, big tall guy, you know, rugged looking and everything. And then six in, six and a Republican. Yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah, well, it says it on Wikipedia. Yeah, but back then it might have been different. Yeah, in the sixties it was different. He, he died in ninety two. <laughs> but anyway, he uh, we were watching this. They had this uh, VHS movie called Hollywood Babylon, and I I don't know if it had any direct. Uh, if they put it out because of the Kenneth Anger book or what, it was a VHS and we were watching it and here's, you know, Chuck Connors, I'm, you know, I'm a man's man. It'd be like William Regal where he had that, a man's man. And everything. <laughs> and, He's um, a man. It, it had all these clips of like famous people. Like it had this one that said it was Barbara Streisand before she was famous. And she was in this black and white, like porno clip, like a loop. They called him a loop. <laughs> he only played for the Dodgers for one game. Yeah. But he still got his picture in the uniform. Yeah. And uh, he well, joined the Chicago Cubs in 1951, playing 66 games as first baseman. Can't beat that. And then he went to play for the Los Angeles Angels, who were the Cubs' top, who was the Cubs top farm team at the time. That he was, was drafted by the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. 
Damn. And I don't know how what many games Matthew? he played. For, he did play for the Celtics, but I don't know for how many games. Mm-hmm. Well, in the Hollywood Babylon thing that we saw was a video or like not a video it was a film like a super eight or whatever of a soldier and a sailor walking down the street and mm-hmm. you know when they like uh the things like what they call it like uh under, was it under cranking where they look like they're walking real fast <laughs> yeah well it kind of looked like that and i think it just was because <laughs> the speed of the transfer or whatever was messed up so it's like doo, 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 and it's all in black and white <laughs> and they're walking down the down the street i don't know if it was like by a park or something and they go behind these bushes and the one guy lays takes his clothes off and lays on his back and the other guy sucks his dick yeah well i mean he was sucking his dick i mean it wasn't like you know soft core or anything and the guy that was getting his dick sucked was chuck connors because now you could say with like the Barbara Streisand when it was real grainy and you're like, okay, was that her? You know, kind of maybe it kind of looked like she had long hair and her hair was covering her face. Chuck Connors looks like giant Baba. You know, <laughs> he's got that long, kind of like long lantern jaw face. Around. So there's no doubt, you know, that that was fucking Chuck Connors. Half moon face. <laughs> so anyway, but I don't know why I threw that in there because I just like to, to, to you think know. about Chuck Connors getting sucked off on the end. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I thought that was pretty fucking awesome. I was like, you know, here's the rifleman, you know, and then everybody's like, oh, the rifleman, <laughs> you know. So anyway, but I thought it was kind of cool, you know. <laughs> then, like you watch this movie, and he's one of these ones. Like, okay, um, you know, of course, like with Stallone and and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then like you know, whether it's Ryan Reynolds or whoever, Chris Evans. They all are so buff now, and they're everybody's just generic. They're all cut up, have yeah, small, yeah. Ones, they're all on fucking roids or whatever. Well, back in the day, when guys before the steroids and everything, like there <laughs> they, was were, they were, they were built like Chuck Connors and like um... Cleef. You, they both, they, <laughs> they, they just had like a normal body, and and like David Carradine would do this too. I didn't think they looked like really that great. Like with their shirt off, or Charlton they, Heston looked like that too. Yeah, they used to always like to like to either have their shirt all the way unbuttoned down to their fucking waist. They'd have a pretty normal chest, usually with a little fuzz on it. They have the, the buggy whip arms, and they, yeah. it looked like they were always sucking in their gut. Yeah, sucking in their gut and having <laughs> like you know a little bit of little bit, of, but like a, it's but really it's sort of normal person. With yeah, them. in better yeah. shape than I will ever be again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh. So anyway, okay. This unless one. unless the shape I'm going for is pear, then <laughs> <laughs> pear look. Um, then I'm hey, going to get that one down good, perfectly. You know, uh, we all can't beat Chuck Connors getting sucked off behind the bushes by him. Uh, I wonder what you know possessed him to. I, well, you know what I was going to say. You know, it's not like he was doing it for drugs. Well, the I guy mean, probably had a pretty mouth. <laughs> well, you know, and he was the the pitcher, not the catcher. I wonder what he was. What well, he's first baseman, so. Anyway, <laughs> and and Chuck is the name he gave himself because he didn't like his real first name of Kevin. Kevin, Kevin Connors, Kevin, Con- Kevin, something Connors, and he didn't like it. So he gave himself the name Chuck because of the people would chuck him the ball. How about I chuck this in your mouth? <laughs> Whoops. Gump, 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 gump. And then, you know what's funny was the other guy, it ended up it was Robert Redford. That <laughs> <laughs> he stood up and gave him the finger. Yes. What an asshole. I told you that's kill him. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> it would have been even better. <laughs> 
Jeremiah Johnson blows him, gives him the finger, <laughs> and rides off into the sun, the God snowy sunset. <laughs> but it's like Emily says, because when I think of when I think of fucking Chuck, when I think of Geronimo, the first person I think of. Is <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, okay, so anyway, let's get back on track. This didn't uh, didn't uh, uh, John Wayne play a Mexican? No, he played that. He played Genghis Khan or he something, didn't Genghis he? Genghis Khan. Oh yes. Jesus Christ! Tamajun. <laughs> well, you know, well, Reverend you know. should give him the finger too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, all right. You know these. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, the poor twins! They went up fifteen or five to four in the fifteenth inning, and they just gave up a run in the bottom of the fifteenth on a throwing error. Uh, had to get a drink. Big uh. professional. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, so spaghetti Western people—they like to take an American who's kind of got a little bit of a <clears throat> a name, a little bit of a name. This was nineteen sixty-eight. <clears throat> No, I'm verklempt. <laughs> and they get Chuck Connors. So he's the... Um, the beginning of this is kind of stupid. And the whole movie is kind of stupid. I, I love the beginning of this movie. But it was just kind of... Cause it was like... <clears throat> when I said about, like, um, Olympus has fallen. Yeah. Watch it and you think, oh, God. Now, how did this happen? Okay, this movie makes that movie look like a fucking, like a... Like a goddamn documentary, because at the beginning of this, Chuck Connors has this like a band of uh, well, they're mercenaries. Yeah. You know, you don't know this beginning. I would love to see kind of the history of movies that build like this like weird kind of motley crew of mercenaries, where all of them have like their their own unique name and their own unique skill yeah. that they're bringing. Yeah. I would love to see kind of like the evolution of those movies, like figure out what like the first one was and just see how it changed over the years. Cause it became such well, a cool thing in like the eighties and after. It's kind of cool to have like, you know, uh, 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 I don't know, like dirty dozen and you know, where they have eat, like you said, each one. And now the thing about this one though is <clears throat> okay. Hercules Cortez, he stood out cause he's this great big guy. He's looked like Brock Lesnar. Or oh, something, he's huge. Right? And he fucking like, this was awesome when he he not only breaks down a door with the with the double axe handle, he then picks up the door and hits somebody with it. Yeah. <laughs> Which was well, pretty cool. But but and then you have Chuck Connors, but of of those two guys, everybody else was just kind of like blah to me. They had their own little special skills or something, but they all kind of looked alike and yeah. none of them really stood out had the charisma to be like, you know, you got fucking Clint Walker, Jim Brown, Charles Bronson. You know. They didn't have like a like the the dynamite guy could have been like Eli Wallach and it would have been yeah. cooler. And he had a really stupid looking. Um, what the hell? A thing looked like a fucking banjo or something. <laughs> yeah. It was like a. It looked like a. Um, like the, the skin like they the drink water, the leather skin they drink water out of, but it had like a, it had a, a tube on a it. A tube yeah, on it. Like he could like shoot a, explosives out of it like a gun. It was kind of dumb looking, and then the other guy had like a. I read well, the goof the that guy. I read the goof that uh, dynamite wasn't actually invented until after the Civil War. So, yeah. well, you know, you got to just put that aside. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they 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 uh, are going into this military uh, base, 
at the beginning, and there it was just like, okay, now wait a minute. Now how the fuck these people like they'd be like right there, and they'd like if there was like a sapling that was a, a fucking inch around, like some guy would hide behind it, nobody'd see him, you know, and shit. And then they had this weird dude who was the kid. They always have somebody that go, well, who's that guy? He's the kid. And was he the we one that jumped him. around like a monkey? Yeah, and he had blonde, real blonde hair. Uh, yeah. And he kind of stood out because he just looked stupid. Uh, <laughs> so Clint Walker, he didn't really get the best of the best. Uh, and this movie isn't the best of the best. This is kind of like a secondary, you know, you don't have like the Eli Wallach, uh, Clint Eastwood, and uh, Lee Van Cleef kind of a deal here. You have uh, Chuck Connors and some guys that probably they didn't pay very much. <clears throat> but... The whole thing is um, the the Yankees have a bunch of gold, but the way they hide it has to do with this dynamite, and <laughs> so they're going to go get that, and he's he's taking this this gang of dudes with him to do it, and then of course this is right at the very beginning. The guy that plans the whole thing tells him. After all the other guys leave, he tells Chuck Connors, kill them all and come back alone. Yeah. Yeah, and you hear like, Wee! I love the fucking theme song to this. The, the It was very cool sounding. I, I, I liked the whole beginning of this. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> it was so stupid. It was so bad. <laughs> I didn't even like the theme song either. I thought ah. it was cool. Um, but in a good way, I mean, it's like, it's, it's kind of like one of those ones where you're just like, I watched it twice back to back. I mean, that's how bad I thought it was, <laughs> but Chuck like walks around with that and, and the one thing about this movie from beginning to end, everybody's a dick. Yeah. Um, the only one I felt sorry for Hercules Cortez at one point, but like Chuck Connors is a dick and you would think that he's kind of going to be like the hero guy, you know, and have like some redeeming value or whatever. Yeah, I thought he's he was, all, yeah, he's kind of he's kind of out for himself only. Yeah, I mean, he has no no qualms about fucking stabbing these guys in the back and fucking them over and and um like I said that that one thing with that goddamn banjo looking fucking <laughs> I thought that was cool. Was, uh, it was dumb. It was a it was bazooka. Cool. It was dumb because there was, you know... A Civil War grenade launcher. It was pretty awesome. And the the fucking really stupid thing about that was he'd be underwater, completely (laughs) soaked, and he'd come up out of there and shoot that fucking thing. Now, that fucking thing wouldn't fucking shoot. Hell, the damn guns wouldn't shoot when they were wet back then. But anyway, I suspend disbelief. So, Chuck, there's a series of events where they... Well... He didn't fuck him over right away, but I mean, they kind of do the, 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 he, he fucks him a couple times. They're, they're hired by the least Southern Confederates ever to, yeah, and it's in the desert. I don't know how much of the civil war was actually fought in the desert, but, um, it, how about that part where they, uh, they're in this big bar and they're like, okay, we need to get in this bar and we'll all go in and you sit over there, you sit over there, you sit over here and we'll all kind of mingle and then at one point, we'll all kick ass. Yeah, that was a weird you know, plan. <laughs> it was horrible. The one guy had look. It looked like a like a two testicles, fucking like a, with a rope, <laughs> and he clunked people with them. I don't. Wasn't like a bolo. He didn't swing them around and throw them at people or anything. But I don't know what that was. It was just some kind of a thing they were trying to create for yeah. him to have as a 
as a, his gimmick. Um, they all hated, end up hating Chuck, but then the fucking Yankees are there, so they all kind of have to get back together and fight them. Like a com, you know, common enemy, so they can, and then the like gold. A, the yo-yo the guy was named Hoagie. That was his name. The guy with the giant yo-yo oh. weapon. Yeah. I wish I had a Hoagie right now. Well, then, right well, then you had Blade, the half Indian guy that liked to uh, use throw knives. That was his things, the knives. What was his? Oh, Blade. Blade. Ken yeah, yeah. Wood. The kid was Ken. the one that had that jumped around like a monkey. The kid was a. Douche. He he <laughs> were all black and then he had like his hair bleached blonde so bad it wasn't even fucking funny. But he was in several he was in Boot Hill with uh Terrence Hill and Texas Adios. He was in like a lot of Terrence Hill. There's Terrence Hill with a fucking dressed in drag. Speaking of Tootsie. Dig it. Is that Terrence Hill? No, that's not Terrence Hill. I don't know who the fuck that is. Bunch of guys dressed in drag called the three super boys in the snow. Oh, it's got Richard Widmark in it. <laughs> but anyway, who gives a shit? This movie was all right. Uh, like I said, I watched it a couple times because it's it's sort of so bad, it's good. I like watching Chuck Connors walk around with his shirt undone. <laughs> and um, he just kind of has this confidence uh, that like he, he thinks – you can tell that he thinks he's like a stud, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of funny. It's not funny because he probably was. I mean, you know, he seemed like he had a – you know fucking that guy's mouth and everything. <laughs> 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 he was a stud. Fucking his um, mouth. Now, this was made in 1970. 68. Six, well, why does it say 1970 there? I th- yeah, I saw where it said 68, and I just saw something that said release date. USA was 70. Yeah, it yeah. came out in Italy. It must come out in Italy yeah. in 68. This would have been one of the ones when you went to the drive-in with your parents, they'd be showing something good first, and this would be the second feature that you'd probably... <laughs> it did that, is that how double features worked? The good thing came first? Yeah, usually. I mean, you know, we, I remember going and, hell, we'd follow, we'd watch the first one, and like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and then when the second one come on, we'd follow, you'd fall asleep in the back of the station wagon. So anyway, but you know, no, I, I, this just, I probably would have more to say, but I just, I'm kind of like at a loss because Castellari was, the, was still kind of hitting his stride here. Like before, he wasn't quite as kind of, um, hoagie. what's the word of hoagie? Yeah. Hoagie like, was I, in I, uh, the Godfather. Oh, wow. He was one of Michael Corleone's, uh, the two, he had the, two, when he went to Sicily, he had the two bodyguards. And then the one turned on him and killed his blew his wife up in the car, but he was one of the bodyguards. I um Hoagie. I grew up with a guy who had a dog named Hoagie. Hmm. Hoagie, Blackie, and Brownie were his three dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and Hoagie, Brownie, and Blackie would always walk to the bus stop and wait for him every day. Now do you guys in North Carolina do you do you have like did they call like some people they call like a, a just like a sub it's and, a sub, yeah. Nobody and, says hoagie here unless they're not from if, unless they're not from here. Well, the ho- I always thought a sub was like cold, cold, like everything's cold in it, or you know, not you know, like out of the just straight out of the refrigerator. And a hoagie would be like hot stuff. Mo- most and people the say so. Toasted. My mom will say hoagie, but I think that might be because she grew up in New Jersey. But mm-hmm. most people say sub for every long sandwich. There you go. Um, yeah, you you you've got. I mean, there's not much more to cover. Like I said, Castellari had not quite hit his kind of. He he became more known for like the like. There's no slow motion that I could remember at all in this. Yeah, he would no, do kind I of just... that peck and paw slow mo stuff later on in his uh, Eurocrime and 
uh, stuff. And um, but you did get some of the stuff. Like he he attached a camera to the coal car that was driving along. That was pretty cool. Like he had like that first person like video game shot with the. Uh, I forgot what he was on. Was that a coal car too? It was like turning around in a circle, and you just saw the hand and the gun. It was like a video oh, game God. shooting people. That was kind of neat. Yeah, the, I like the barroom brawl, even though it was kind of stupid. Um, well, it was all like that. I mean, yeah. it was, there was a lot of it that was kind of more sort of tongue in cheek. Yeah. Like at the beginning. The I mean, like the they they the 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 body count is like ridiculous for a western. Like they they <laughs> literally like take out an entire fort of <laughs> soldiers. <laughs> like there's just the five of them. Um, shit blowing up everywhere. I mean, it's a fun action movie. For me, my biggest problem was after they after that initial kind of Trojan horse thing they did. Um, yeah. It really drug a little bit there when there was like the back and forth with just Chuck Connors and that other guy. Um, the the it? sergeant, it was Frank the, Wolf. Frank Wolf. Yeah. When it was kind of the back and forth. And with then you them. know his name's not Frank Wolf. That motherfucker is goddamn Italian. <laughs> Born Walter. No, Walter Frank Herman Wolf. Wow. And he, but he died in Italy. He was born in San, San Francisco, California. Yeah, hmm. he always he he was in Once Upon a Time in the West. And the Great, Great Silence. Silence. Uh, that's what I'd seen him recently in that. I think. I, he's, I've I've seen his face in a bizarre yeah uh, bunch of stuff. Uh, oh, he stopped acting in seventy two. Oh, he died in seventy one. Fuck, he wasn't very old. Choked on Chuck Connors' cock. Oh no, he did. That's uh, not many people know that. <laughs> um. Yeah, the good guys never have to reload in this. They never run out of ammo. So it's it's a romp kind of a western. Romp. <laughs> um, but it does for me. It slowed down a little too much in the middle. Yeah. Um, it had a saggy m- midsection. Not like Chuck Connors, man. He's tight. He sucked that gut in. <laughs> he did. He was he was a he was a slender guy. Robert Mitchum used to suck his gut in, and he'd pull his pants up like above, like way up above his belly button, and then he would like stick his chest out. And suck I can't his do that. My gut, the shape of my gut, like pushes my pants down. It would be so uncomfortable to pull my pants up over my belly. Any pictures of Robert Mitchum naked? <laughs> There's got to be somewhere. A lot of it was that Hollywood Babylon man. I'm telling you, Kenneth Anger had pictures of everybody. <laughs> uh, we can rate it here. What do you? What would you give this? Um, oh, let's see. How much did you enjoy like Kill Them six. All and Come Back Alone? Six? I mean, it's not great, but like I said, it was funny because I, I watched it and I was like, fuck, I might watch that again. I put it on again and watched it. There you like, go. Back to back. It's on YouTube, so I give it a seven. I thought it was a nice, solid movie. It's fun because it, 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 and I, I like the, the, the early Castellari flourishes you see in there. It, it was a neat little movie. I th- I'm glad I finally watched it. I wish it was a little grittier uh, than it was. Grit. Um,. Yeah, it didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Like you said, like, kind of like a romp. A lot of the stuff was, was funny, tongue-in-cheek yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. Cool. Yeah, solid little movie. We're definitely worth checking out. And uh, like I said, it's on uh, on YouTube in its entirety. And the, the I'll tell you, the print that's on uh, YouTube looks pretty much like what you'd find anywhere else. Too, yeah, so not bad. It's widescreen. looks pretty good. All right. Uh, let's take a break and come back and talk about a little German flick. Uh, supermarket from 1974. We'll be right back. It's just <laughs> stupid. Are you tired of the same old pop culture podcast? Do you listen to those other podcasts and think to yourself, why aren't they talking about the things I'm interested in? 
Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and when I want to listen to a couple of guys with their appendages on the pulse of pop culture, penis, I listen to the Are You Serious podcast. Hear news about politics and religion where hosts Chris and Frank ask the tough questions. You woke up with a cock in your mouth. Would you take it or leave it? Yeah, exactly. How big is the cock? You'll hear entertainment news about your favorite movies and TV shows, plus plain old wholesome discussion about the lives of Chris and Frank. I mean, now I am, like, tattooed. It's weird. It's like I've, I guess I should explain what I got. Yeah. It's three swastikas. Each one interconnected. To look like a smiley face. And on my left arm is cock and balls. And you notice I looked at my right the character arm. Character from said an old that. Disney film. It's the prequel to Song of the South. Exactly. No, I have, it's um, called Song of the Cock and Balls. <laughs> it sounds like this. So when you think pop culture podcast, remember this. What's that thing between the dick and the asshole? The Are You Serious Podcast on iTunes or AreYouSeriousPodcast.com. Supermarket 1974 is on. Are you ready to synopsize or should I? 18 year old Willie is living on the street. <laughs> there are no goals in his life. There he meets several people, helping, but also cheating him. When he finally meets Monica, he realizes that there are people out there. Uh, whose lives are even more desperate than his. So he's trying to help her and him by planning a great robbery of a supermarket money transporter. Now, I'll tell you, that synopsis really like boils this movie down to something it really isn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like It makes it seem like it's like he's in love and it turns into like a heist movie. And it really, yeah. it really wasn't that. It's a lot more than that. Now, I was surprised as I was watching this how ugly everybody was in it. Everybody's pretty ugly, but <laughs> no, his girlfriend's kind of she was cute, all right. Yeah, she was all right. Yeah, she had a lot of zits. Well, you know, she was probably, she was young. It's probably like one of those ones like she'd be walking down the street and somebody's total stranger would come up and be like, "You have a horrible complexion." Um, the <laughs> but this is directed by um, what's the guy's name? Roland Click, who also did Deadlock. Yeah, I like Deadlock. Deadlock was really good. And yeah. you can kind of see some kind of uh, stylistic similarity, but I say Deadlock is a still way more kind of yeah. more of a visual movie than this is. Well, uh, this yeah. this takes place... In it too. I don't know if it's... Where does this take place? Wait, I wonder where this is filmed. Like, I want to say it's Germany, but I don't oh, know. Oh, it was Germany for sure, yeah. Oh, Hamburg, Germany. There yeah. you go. Let's see where else it was filmed. Hamburg, Hamburg, Ham- Hamburg. All, Fuck no, I'm all, all Hamburg, Germany. Okay. It's got a hamburger. And there's some like, I mean, man, he's he had a, I don't know if there were just a lot of them in the 70s or what, but he had a knack for finding some shitholes mm-hmm. uh, because there were some dumps in this movie. Well, there was a dump in Deadlock. That was, what's his name's name? Oh, yes, Charles Dump. Yeah, Charles Dump. 
Uh, I need to watch that again. That was good. And it looks like it looks like Rolling Click also did a movie with. Um, that looks like Dennis Hopper, White Star. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. Yeah, a rock music reporter and his view of the angry, excited punk generation, with mm. David White Hess, Star. Dennis Hopper. Never heard of. It. I haven't either. Hmm. I mean, Is I don't that know. The if, documentary. I don't think so. Dennis Hopper plays somebody named Kenneth Barlow, so I guess not. Uh, I don't know if you know if he's the star of it. He's just on the cover for it. Um, so, so, supermarket. Um, what you have is a pretty kind of, I guess, grim look at being. I don't know if he, I don't know if you necessarily can say that Willie is homeless. But, He's a scumbag. Yeah, he is, and I think he might be homeless just because, like, his mom's like is shitty. I don't. I think he just chooses to not live at home. I don't think it's as much forced upon him. But apparently, with the, uh, the there's a social kind of um, law in uh, Germany where uh, if if you're being basically provided work by the you know the social services, you know you got to go to work. So it's not like you know welfare where you know you're finding a job on your own and getting money it looks like it looks like the government actually has a hand in placing these uh these these kind of wayward teens into uh, into work because that's kind of how it opens like i mean they're no joke the cops actually literally pick up willie for skipping out on his job and he just skips out because he doesn't want to go and that's kind of his thing like he just kind of like doesn't really want to do much of anything except kind of find a way to scam the next person. He's a slacker. He is. And I, and I think that's just got, maybe that's a comment on like German youth at the time. At least this kind of uh, this certain this very specific demographic. I don't know, maybe not all of them, but it seems like the street kids might have been a, a common thing at the time. Um, I really like that that opening scene at the police station that, that it's this tiny little room they're filming in and it's very chaotic. Like we're getting Willie's story, but at the same time we're kind of seeing all these other kids being brought in by the cops and, and it seems like they all have their own kind of caseworkers and it's not like they're under arrest. It's more like, you know, get your shit together kind of thing. Cause they're not really, I don't think any of them are in handcuffs or anything like that, but they have, they, they, they have to be there to at least get their, they're uh, they're talking to, so to speak. Um, go ahead. No, no. Oh, I thought you I had something. Um, they then Willie and this other guy they get away from the police station. They wreck a car, and then Willie ditches the guy because he's an asshole. Uh, and that's where you get his uh, his his blonde love interest. And what was her name? Monica. Um, she's. Obviously has some kind of drug or alcohol or both problem and has some issues with a pimp or something. Yeah, she reminded me of <clears throat> that Nancy Spungen that was Sid Vicious's yeah. girlfriend in real life. Yeah, Just and kinda... she she has her shit together, I guess, a little more than Nancy, but cause she has a kid, which we find yeah, out she's later. Not, she's not a she's not a fucking she's heroine. not a complete mess, but definitely as messy at times. Um, and but she ends up. You know, if you if you go by the uh, if you go by the synopsis, she's kind of like the driving force. But you know, you get that glimpse of her, and he briefly helps her out of a scuffle there, 
and then she's gone a, gone for quite yeah. a quite a while. Yeah. As he still tries to kind of find his way. This the 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 other main character which I don't think is Monica besides Willie is Frank, this guy that approaches him. And Frank is a journalist who has been tasked with kind of writing about this situation that these kids have been in. He's like a big lib. He is. And he, well, he kind of like, he thinks uh, a la Fletch. uh, He thinks by (laughs) getting closer to his uh, source that he'll write a better article, I guess. So he kind of wants to take Willie under his wing he gives him a place to stay at his place, and Frank's girlfriend likes to walk around butt naked a lot, which is kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was she. She didn't look too bad. Yeah, and she um, was kind of a she kind of uh, oh I, I don't know I don't want to say she was a bitch. But, uh, she, yeah, she she, she wasn't she, always she, the she nagged him a little bit yeah. about cleaning the house. Um, Nag. So Frank, he I mean he simultaneously wants to help Willie and himself. He takes Frank out or Willie out to dinner. Um, offers him a place to stay eventually. Um, I was a little confused at first what Frank wanted. I think they made made it a little clearer as it went on a little bit. I remember having to rewind a little bit. I was like, "Who is this guy eating steak with with him?" Yeah, and he's really dirt. Like Willie's a mess. Like he's he's just filthy. Um. Yeah, I said I, I, my note was he's writing about things he knows nothing about. He wants to be close to a kid on the street to more accurately write about it. So, he had a nice car. He did have a very nice car. Um, do you know what year that was? What Which Vili decides to procure. Willie Willy was uh, one of his jobs to stay with Frank was just to wash Frank's car, and Willie takes it for a little joyride. And yeah, I mean, like right off the bat, he's he's like, okay, we're gonna trust you. You move in. It was almost like he wanted to have like a commune thing where he was like, you move in with me and my girlfriend, and we share the chores, we share this, we share that. Um, it. it, it that your job will be to to wash my car. Well, then they they like take off and they're just laughing, walking down the street. And he's like, "Fuck it!" Now I got this car. They don't even know this guy. No. And he and, just he, like, and he takes this advantage. This asshole just left me his Mustang and yeah. the keys. Uh, he takes advantage, and then you got this other guy introduced. Um, was that Theo? Was it Theo? I just said I just kept calling him sideburns. He had some really long sideburns. Yeah, greasy hair and sideburns. Ugh, yeah, and. Back. He's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum from Frank. He he also wants to take Willie under his wing, but he's going to use he's Willie like, as kind of like uh, twink bait, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, his plan for, is for to the, the the homosexualer. Yeah, he he's basically not quite acting as a pimp. He's sending Willie out to attract guys, and then when Willie kind of draws the men to get paid for sex, uh, Theo Teo Teo whatever his name was comes in and basically just uh, I don't know if he's going to murder them but at least mug them for their money while they're kind of making their quote-unquote transaction in the alley or wherever. Wouldn't it have just been easier to let let them fuck Willie? Yeah, you think maybe. Well, it's probably <laughs> less money that way. You probably only get like 10 or 20 bucks for a... Yeah, but you might get repeat service. <laughs> that is true. But Of course, um, he might not you know, want to do it. But... Right, right. Yeah, I don't think Willie was into it too much. Que sera, sera. <laughs> 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 a lot of that going around the show this week. Yeah. Um, homosexualer. That's a funny. Homosexualer. That's what I said. It's like that's the guy's name. <laughs> that's the one that took Willie into his house. The rich guy. That's, yeah, that's why Chuck Connors changed his name to Chuck because his first name <laughs> was homosexualer Connors. Yeah. That's a weird word. Homosexualer. 
it's like like uh like it's spelled like uh the name the end of it like the German name Mueller. Yeah. Sexuuler. <laughs> what is that a real word? Homosexuuler. I gotta look this up. Well, we'll have to ask some of our German contingent. It, oh, maybe it, maybe it's a German word. It might I, be. I'm getting a lot of German results when I look up homosexual. Maybe it means homosexual in German. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, you never catch his name, and and he is not the nicest guy. He's kind of a scumbag in his own way too. Yeah, everybody's using everybody. Yeah, but um, well, I like everybody's the, using I, Willie. That. <laughs> so Willie, after he. At first, he doesn't really trust Frank, and he's still trying to do like steal money. Like he goes and steals tip money from a bath- bathroom attendant and stuff. Yeah, and then that that the the greasy sideburns guy, he just basically confronts Willie and says, basically, your your con is shit, and don't you have balls, <laughs> you know, to do something yeah. real? Um, he lives out of a fucking subway uh, locker. Yeah, like a like a bus station or subway or something. Um. The this poor kid, Willie, like in that scene with the uh, with the homosexualer, uh, the, the, <laughs> this poor kid, like I, you know, I guess I should feel bad that this guy's like aggressively coming on to him, but all I can think about was how he got out of that bathtub and like put on his like tidy whities while he's still soaking wet. Yeah. Could you imagine how yeah. uncomfortable that would be? Probably not as uncomfortable as having the homosexual's dick up your ass. You know, he wasn't into it, and the guy was just kind of like, come on, come on. Wouldn't let him leave. He didn't threaten him, did he? No, but he he gets violent with him later. Um, Well, yeah, later. But at first, he was just kind of like, you know, oh, Vili, if you you do this, you know. Yeah, he wanted uh, to, like, rub his back in the bathtub and get in the bathtub. Yeah, he he was basically telling him, you know, this could be – I'll take care of yeah, you. Yeah, he's going to give him 500 marks for just a few minutes. Yeah, he wanted him to be his chick. His, now, I, his, I, had, uh, I had one. See if you remember this. It's been too long. I wrote, I wrote down L-O-V-E, love tattoo. I don't know. I wonder what that Did was. Did he have love tattooed on his butt or something? I don't remember. And I said, uh, after it. Love tattoo, uh. Anyway. Vili. Um, I also took a note. I need someone to slap me sometimes. <laughs> Well, it didn't seem like it didn't seem like Vili. It didn't seem if if I remember correctly, it didn't seem like he had a lot of dialogue. He was just kind of like a well, yeah. He was a very quiet kind of uh, reserved kid, and like you know, it's and it's so like it's just so disappointing that this guy Frank, who I mean, seem he's like the only decent, completely decent person in the movie. And yeah. he keeps wanting to give Willie these chances, and Willie just doesn't want to do like and like the jobs that he's going to get are so easy. Wash your car. I mean, fuck. Yeah. If somebody told me, oh yeah, live in my place rent free, all you have to do is like wash With my, my car. With my girlfriend who walks around naked. Yeah, yeah. You can see my girlfriend butt naked all the time. I honestly, just, I have to tell you the truth. Frank probably wouldn't have even cared if Willie banged his his girlfriend. Yeah. And and, they were kind of... and Willie what are you is eating. Um, I'm eating. <laughs> habanero barbecue almonds. All of a sudden, I heard. <laughs> yep. I saw them sitting there. They 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 won me Come over. On, let's try and be professional. Um, um, um. I mean, um, by that I mean let's try and get paid for doing this. <laughs> by saying that, maybe by, by, and by saying that, you also mean let's hurry up and get this shit done. Yeah, I don't care. Um, 
Oh, well, you said something about Hamburg, and I'm starting to get hungry. Yeah. No, no. and Willie's just, I mean, he's so fucking just like, he's just so lazy, he won't even, he won't even do that. He'd still want to go back to this, this greasy asshole uh, Theo. And, um, well, he's probably one of these ones he thinks he's going to, you know, uh, he wants the easy money, and it's, it's much easier just to go scam somebody than, and and have a chance of making some real real money. He's yeah, a dumbass. He is, and and it. I mean, it's an interesting kind of uh, path you get with him because he just really just and can't he was no find his. Either he wasn't very good looking. Yeah, no, no. I mean, he just he can't find his place anywhere. He just keeps fucking up one relationship after another. You know, I think Frank's girlfriend says at one some. She says uh, others had shitty parents too and still made something of themselves. So yeah. she she kind of sees through Willie's bullshit. I wonder what that note was. I need someone to slap me sometimes. <laughs> I have no idea why I wrote that. Um, <laughs> Willie gets a nice dirt lip going on later in the movie. Yeah, um, he is up his disguise. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it didn't look too bad because he changed yeah. his clothes too. He had a little bit of different look. And the the big heist is really not like that they mention in the in the uh, in the synopsis. Really isn't. Kind of, it's really just seems kind of like a half baked plan, um, and it's more, it's less a heist and more a kind of a, a well, a metaphor for Willie's failures at everything else. I mean, it seems like he's got this this plan to be independent and away from his mom and and all this stuff, and it just kind of is like ends up being just a wet fart when it's all said and done. Um, he's a loser going nowhere fast. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's like Ellen Aim would say <laughs> pre mid seventies European movie would be complete without some little Fiat sedan or something driving around. So they have a nice little car in there, but this one doesn't quite get into a big chase. It just gets, well, I'm not going to say what happens to it because it's kind of, we a, had a little bit of a thing there with uh, the chick when she came back and he got to know her mm-hmm. that she had a little kid that she didn't actually have custody of or something like that. Yep. And, and Willie, it was like, you know, I like kids and he, he, I didn't see, you know, but I guess he was kind of a scummy, ugly guy. And she was kind of like a sort of not that great look, you know, just kind of like a yeah. schlub and, yeah. and, but he was looking for something and he was even willing to, cause I think she said something like, you know, most guys didn't want her because she had a kid and he was like, I like kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then they, they went and picked up her kid and took the kid to some, you know, just like watch him play or something. Well, it's, it's got a really cool final shot, and let's say the the the, de- the 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 print we watched is pretty decent looking. It's uh, it's nice widescreen. It's, it gets a little dark at some I places. Get the, the, I mean, uh, you know, you can't. I guess you know, it would be a spoiler thing, but we're we need to talk about the ending because I'm just kind of like, okay, what are they doing here? What's yeah? We'll talk. We'll talk about it af- off the air. Okay. Yeah. Um. What else? What do you want to add to this? Nothing. While I eat some <laughs> <laughs> No, I just I thought I read some some stuff about it, and they were talking about how the the um, uh, you had a lot of people. I guess the economic times uh, er, in in Germany at this time were not great, mm-hmm. and you had a lot, like you said, they had a lot of these you know kids and stuff kind of running around, and it, it was sort of. Well, <laughs> It almost, to me, it had almost like a feel of that um, movie uh, Out of the Blue with Linda Manns, where they said it was kind of like a punk rock movie. And that's sort of how this was. It yeah. was kind of like, you know, he's just this, you know, kind of a 
a, a punk literally and and uh you know he didn't have the music or anything but he was he was just kind of uh disillusioned and or suburb and, have you seen suburbia mm-mm. it's kind of a kind of a same thing it's like it's a it's a it's a I'm literally a suburban place. It's not even like inner city, anything. And these kids kind of just keep running away from home. And mm. yeah, well, this kind of remind me of that, that um, movie, dirty little Billy with, uh, which was kind of like a more realistic version of the Billy, the kid story where he's just kind of like a scummy kid who lives on the street in the, in the dirt and in the saloons, you know, picking fucking, uh, uh, change out of a fucking spittoon or something like that. But um, they were talking about why this movie was so it's, it's thought of so well, because it was one of the first ones that started breaking the mold. It would be like um, with the studio system uh, where you would see these kind of cookie cutter movies that were kind of uh, idealistic and unrealistic as far as how things really are. Mm-hmm. And this was in Germany, one of the first ones that started showing, you know, the, the, uh, the other side life on the street and right. what it's like, you know, to, to live in this, you know, uh, re- I don't know if it was like a recession or what, where, uh, there was a lot of unemployment and shit like that. Um, eh, it was all right. It was a, you know, nice little movie, but, uh, I... something didn't click for you. It was so bleak and so, <laughs> uh, like, you know, I, it wasn't, it, I'd never heard of it. And then when I started reading about it, you know, I was like, oh, okay, you know, this has a, uh, a following and it's known for being this. But as, as far as like comparing it to like Deadlock, I mean, it's a totally different kind of movie. No, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Deadlock was awesome. You know, the gentleman's guy discovered that one for me and, and I thought that was really fucking good. This one is kind of, um, like I said, I mean, it's kind of, the, the movie is kind of like this guy's life. I mean, it's, it's, it's going nowhere fast and just kind of, you know, no hope, no, and, and, and maybe it's better because they didn't have somebody like a, I could see like, you know, the movie rebel without a cause with James Dean, right. where you have somebody like James Dean and a, and he's kind of rebelling against his, his suburban parents and everything. Maybe it's better that they just had a guy that was kind of like, you know, a, a, not an attractive guy who's just, but it felt real. It felt real, but it also, when it gets to be so real that you're just kind of like, okay, this is a loser guy in a loser world, and he's doing his loser shit. <laughs> you know, another movie that I felt that way about a little bit was um, The River's Edge. Yeah, yeah. Where they're just kind of like these ugly, gross, scummy shit. <laughs> yeah, no way out. And they're just like, uh, there's a dead body. Yeah, there's a dead body. Hey, you want to see the dead body? There's a dead body. Uh. And then you throw in Dennis Hopper just to be weird, uh, which was, <laughs> but hey, fuck, hey, fuck. Uh, but this one, I can see for the time how it's kind of a, an important movie because it is, there, uh, what's his name, uh, Fassbender? 
some of the movies that he was making around this time that's one thing when when they didn't specifically mention him but i bought after i saw Quarrel, i bought a bunch of his movies like on vhs and some of them are just shit man they're mm-hmm. boring as fucking hell so fucking boring and that's the, that's what they i think they were trying to say when they were saying that this one kind of broke out from that mold you know where there was nothing really going on and this kind of kick-started a kind of a punk uh kind of a uh new style you know, and it, it has to be a low budget because it just looked like uh, some of these old, um, um, almost independent New York movies of that time that took place in New York City, where everything was real shitty, and and you know they didn't go and get fucking permits to shoot; they just kind of shot where they were, and you know, kind of guerrilla filmmaking. That's what this reminded me of. It's yeah. I, I I thought it was all right. I mean, I'd give it probably like a Six point five. Six point five. I give it an eight. I thought this was really good. Um, I like. Uh, Did you hear about this? Did you? Uh, I honestly, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it was on, like a free leech or something. I picked it up at some point. What's that mean? I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's some smoky <laughs> theater thing. Um, Never heard of it. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. Honestly, I don't remember where where this came from. I, I saw I it somewhere. So you picked it, and then, I, well, like I said, when you start reading about it, it's the the it's. I think reading about it was more interesting than the movie. I thought it was just a Eurocrime movie when I picked it out. I yeah. didn't know what it was going to be. So, yeah. but I give it an eight. I thought it was very good. I, I, um, you know, the acting I thought was 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 nice. I like the the um, the uh, locales they found to shoot in because they all. I know it has a nice. I mean, the tone stays stays level throughout. Like it doesn't try to be anything that it's not. I mean, it's, it knows it's a bleak movie and it stays with it. I thought that. I appreciate oh, yeah. that. Um, cool. But yeah, definitely worth checking out if you've not seen it. And, uh, I'm going to be trying to find that other, uh, clique movie, um, the, the white, white star. So if I find that, I'll let you know how it is. All right. Uh, we got a little bit of feed sack enough to take another break and I can go get a drink after eating those spicy almonds. Uh, we'll be right back with, uh, with the feet sack. Hey, this is Scott of married with clickers. Tune in to hear my wife, Kat and me discuss all sorts of movies. We'll cover everything from the lost weekend to weekend at Bernie's from the big sleep to big mama's house. Well, maybe not big mama's house. And the great thing about Kat is that she's not afraid to speak her mind. And would you be surprised to hear he was nominated for Best Actor that year? For that film? For that film. (laughs) But don't take my word for it. Just listen to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema has to say about our show. It's a husband and wife show, and they discuss movies and stuff. Yeah, a very wife-husband show. High praise indeed. So come find us at marriedwithclickers.libsyn.com. It will save your life. Or maybe just help you kill an hour. (laughs) 
Maybe that's the perfect. Uh, maybe that'll be our feedback uh, song from now on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's pretty good. That was the Stranglers. Shut up! Shut up! All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was coincidence that it ended up there. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see. I don't know if we have any email. It's my, it looks like it's all audio this week. Well, we have oh, wait. questions. Yeah, let's do the questions first. Okay. Well, it wasn't the questions. I mean, it was just like a... Yeah, the little, the, 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 the Facebook feed sack. Yeah. And basically what we said on that one was um, just to get some stimulating conversation going, uh... We had a poll uh, that was who was the greatest action star of all time. Oh, did you find the poll? I couldn't. I didn't look back. I couldn't it. even. I didn't even fucking go back and look because I think that uh, Arnie ran away with it. Sly got Sly got a few votes. Somebody threw in Sonny Chiba, which I appreciated. Yeah, I put like a. I mean, I put like a, a whole bunch of people on there. And oh, a lot of Asian. I'm a lot of Asian people. Mufune. Ah, oh, I remember somebody mentioned uh, Mufune and being in there. Because at first people were just only going with the people that were on the list. Well, when you first start a poll, it only allows you to put like five people on, but then you could just add as many as yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, it's okay. There was forty-one options. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Arnie ran away with it. Sly was in there. Mufune got two got got two votes as well as Jackie Chan. Um, your mom. Your mom got one vote. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Paul, for your mom. <laughs> Satan. I didn't see those. Satan, Miss Bruce Willis, Donnie Yen, Errol. <laughs> so Errol Flynn got a vote. Okay. Is Ricky Takachui? Is that Ricky O? I don't, I don't know, know who Ricky Takachui Ta- Ta- is. Takachui is. is. Donnie Yen. Kurt Russell got zero. Angelina Jolie, zero votes. There was a lot of people that got zero. Chuck Norris got zero. <laughs> Jean-Claude. I think some of those, like Jean-Claude. They got lost. And, and they were they were added toward the end. Mm-hmm. You know, added as we went along, so people already did the poll and then just didn't look Who at it. Who said Mifune? Because like, I thought there was a comment in here where somebody talked about him, but maybe not. Was it Tech? Dave Max says... Yeah. He wants to. Oh, I guess he wants to vote John Wayne, but I noticed nobody did. Arnold always. I feel like somebody talked about Mifune, but maybe I read that somewhere else. Oh no, that was in the questions thing because you posted like we're, we are recording, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you have that one open? Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, but basically, what you know, since we had that poll, uh, just to start some you know, dialogue or whatever. uh, People wanted to write in or call in or whatever and say who they picked on the poll and why. Oh, Cecil. Something that the uh, movies that they liked. And uh, do you want to read them? You're a better reader. Oh, you can. I can. Uh, Um, Cecil. I don't know if Cecil, Cecil's new to the group. I don't know if he's new, a new listener or not. I haven't listened to your uh, uh, voicemail yet, but we're coming up on one from him. But, he was the one that talked about it. He said, my vote went to uh, Toshiro Mifune because of the of all time part. Uh, what he did in Yojimbo and Sanjuro influenced the action lone hero archetype forever, especially thanks to Sergio Leone and Clint Eastwood's take. Oh, I bought um, the Good, Bad, and the Ugly soundtrack on vinyl this weekend. Mm. Um, 
Especially thanks to Sergio Leone and Clint Eastwood's take on these samurai films. Mifune and Akira Kurosawa were one of the strongest filmmaker-actor team-ups in film history. As an introduction, I would suggest Stray Dog from 1949. That is a good one. I've seen that. Well, I think like with Mifune, one thing about him, and I understand what he's coming, where he's coming from with, mm-hmm. it, with him, but I think that there were a lot of other people like Burt Lancaster and some people like that on the list that did – Really good action, some really good action movies or iconic action movies. Yeah. But they, but like Schwarzenegger, Stallone, and guys like that, Chuck Norris or whoever. That's what I they mean, were. They like, were straight up. That's all, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much all they did. And I think that's why some of the other ones kind of didn't get picked or, or as much concern. Like Clint Eastwood. I mean, yeah, he did a lot of like Westerns, action movies and stuff, but then he did other. The stuff action too. movie really made, I guess. I mean, you want, I want to say 80s is the big transformation. I'm trying to think maybe what movie kind of turned it around. And like, what what was. Because, like, 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 you can blood. look back and see, like, the first slashers. First Blood might have been like, what was the what was the, the action movie that kind of started that the 80s trend? I don't know if it would be like Top Gun, maybe, or First Top Blood. Top Gun was a little bit later. That was like 86. Uh, first Blood was like 83. That was pretty early. Yeah. Because the 70s action movies were a lot different. Because you had, like, you know, guys like Gene Hackman and Stacey yeah. Keach doing action movies. Well, you started having, like, a lot of the, the um, well, I don't know if it would be, like, Schwarzenegger or Stallone, but I was thinking about, like, those those uh, Vietnam movies. And I'm not talking about, like, Platoon. I'm talking about, like, uh, oh, what the fuck? Uh, maybe Chuck, you know what? Maybe Chuck Norris kind of started it. Yeah, because you had like good guys wear black. Yeah, and, yeah it was late and, '70s and the Breaker Breaker one. Yeah, but I mean, he really didn't get big as far. I mean, he he was good in like the like the martial arts fans and stuff, and like the, like it, but the real like blockbuster ones. Hmm. I don't think that would be until like First Blood, and well, then uh, he did his Vietnam. One yeah, missing an action and they took, they did them out of order because one yeah. was worse than the other or something. Yeah. Uh, Rolf also wrote, um, "I've already sent some feet sack, but I'm happy to give you more about your poll." Um, for him, his vote was either Arnie or Sly, as those two guys were the undisputed kings of '80s and '90s action cinema. Two decades in which the best action movies were being made. So, who is better? I picked Sly, as he doesn't look like a machine that much. Yeah. And was more believable as a human being. Well, he got the he got the advantage of starting as Rocky. Well, uh, I don't know though, because he wouldn't uh, like the original First Blood. He might have looked normal, but then in the second one, <laughs> he was fucking. He started shredded. looking like fucking uh, Tarzan or something. <laughs> yeah, he was all he was so cut up and shit. It was like okay, give me a break. Um, Arnie, he said. Also, Arnie never really suffered in his movies. I, Sly is the king of suffering. He fucking got strapped to the tree of woe. <laughs> Sly is the king of suffering. It's so much more satisfying to kick your enemy's ass after some decent suffering. I like uh, says the German. I also genuinely believe genuinely believe Sly to be a somewhat decent actor. And the biggest reason for me to choose Sly over the top. Seriously, I love that movie. I know it's bad, but I still love it. Would that the be considered an action movie? Was what an action movie? Over the top? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's got the fucking like the tractor trailer that drives into the house and yeah. stupid movie. It's really dumb. The kid's <laughs> annoying. Kids in action movies almost always 
always so, knock it down for me. God damn, we should have put Patrick Swayze on there. He was in Point Break. He was. He was fucking. Uh, and he was in our legendary review of uh, <laughs> of uh, of the Double Deuce. Next of Kin. Yeah. Oh, and we did another Dawn. Swayze movie. What was the? Yeah, yeah. What was the other Swayze one we did with the with the tractor trailers? Bad Dog. Was that with Randy Travis? Black Dog. Black Dog. Yeah, we did that too yeah. with Randy. Yep, yeah. Yep. It was in some movies. All right. So that's all for those. So thanks, guys, for uh, voting. Um, let's get to the audio feed sack. I hope the volume's okay. I'm Ross? trying to think of any other times that Arnold suffered. He suffered in that prison movie where they put him in the – where Jesus put him in that thing and made him sweat, and he spoke in German. Well, that was recently. The, yeah, yeah. And Sly was in it. <laughs> Yeah, Sly was in Sly it. Talked Sly, him into it. <laughs> Sly talked him into it. Sly talked him into it. Yeah, but like, think, think about Tango and Cash with the whole like him they getting electrocuted. Like Sly, Sly gets his ass beat up in every movie. Yeah, let's fucking walk with Kurt Russell naked. <laughs> Kurt Russell's <laughs> little Connor little butt. Yeah, <laughs> Kurt Russell's <laughs> ass cheeks are about as wide as my fucking bicep. <laughs> It's a weird fucking shape. All right, Rolf's voicemails are always a little bit uh, on the quiet side, so hopefully this works. Sounds okay. Here we go. Wow. Hello, Zilbon Oh, Boy. it's not quiet anymore. This is Rolf again. Still using the same shitty mic, but I'm just too lazy to write an email. <laughs> Plus, I want to use something I've invested a huge amount of dough in. Eight I'm sure you understand. <laughs> oh, and if this sounds a bit shouty... It's because I hope it helps to understand me this time. <laughs> and as this episode is German-centered, I will use a heavy German accent from now on. Yeah. Won't overdo it. Promised. As Zom loves taking questions, I have a whole bunch of them this time. Uh-oh. Feel free to answer them, and if you don't, you suck. We're not prepared. Just kidding. You suck anyway. Yeah, we didn't prepare. Just kidding. As Zom posted about having what premium rush, or as we say in German, premium rush, I was wondering, how about your biking skills? I am a huge bike fan because I haven't got a car. Haven't driven one in 16 years. Whoa. Still managed to live a, some sort of normal life. So are you actually owning a bike? Is the US bike friendly? Judging from premium rush, I have to doubt that. No <laughs> biker roads, no need for brakes. Here in Germany, you can go by bike to any location you want. We have special roads for bikes. Pink ones. Gotta love the pink. Pink roads? So, tell us about your bicycles. Bikes. Okay, bicycles. Um, we, depending on where you are, okay, United States is fucking huge, as everybody knows, and it takes a long time <laughs> to get almost anywhere. Yeah. So riding a bike doesn't make sense in most places, and not everywhere is bike-friendly. Um, especially here in the south like if you live in a city maybe but like like right now for instance i have to drive like 25 miles to get to work and so bikes totally out of the question so if i lived downtown where my office is then i would definitely uh i could see riding a bike and you see some people with bikes but it's i don't know it's not as big as it is in europe but definitely so i don't even own a bike so and and Zom rides a motorcycle, so I guess that's kind of a bike. 
Well, I had uh, at one time. I was right. I live by this. Uh, they call it the Rails for Trails, which is uh, where the railroad used to be. They don't run through here anymore, so they took up all the tracks and made like a walking, jogging, whatever uh, trail. And um, I used to ride my mountain bike um, 18 miles a day, Ooh. just just for exercise. I would ride to from my house to the nearest like big town, turn around and come back. And I did it every day, uh, rain or shine. And um, then I remember that bike. <laughs> I did it so much. Like I was riding and I was just telling somebody about this the other day. And the the, uh, the gears, I looked, I was like, what the fuck? And I looked back and the gears were like wobbling <laughs> in the back. And I was way out there. I was like 10 miles out. You know, I was like, oh my God, if this fucking thing goes, you know, fucking bad on me. I'm going to be fucked. I'm going to have to walk all the way home, you know, after riding 10 miles. And um, so mostly when I would ride, I got to the point, like in Premium Rush, he only had one one uh, gear. Mm -hmm. He didn't have like 16 or whatever. I, I got to where I would just ride on the, it was the hardest one to pedal, you know, the big, the biggest sprocket, yeah, the yeah. big sprocket. And then, you know. Sprocket. And, uh, sprocket. This is on sprocket when we dance. And, um, I, that's the only one I used, but I guess it was a cheap bike that I got at Walmart. I mean, but it lasted a long time. But the the fucking gears went out on it, and they were just back there like wobbling, and then they finally <laughs> went out. And so I got rid of that bike, which I loved because it was like this burnt orange color. Mm -hmm. And I bought this another one, a blue one. And I kind of just – in the wintertime, you know, I wasn't riding. And um, I tried to get back into it at one point. And you get, you know, it's like when you first start out, your ass hurts so fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. And you just have to get through that, you know, either stand up while you're pedaling all the time or until you till you get, get used to it. I have a bike now. It's down in my building. And I haven't ridden it in probably, Jesus Christ, I don't know, maybe five, ten years or something like wow. that. So I don't even know if the tires are probably like the, the tube in them is probably dry rotted. I thought about buying a new one. Uh, I just sent a, a a bike, a picture of a bike to your page on Facebook. I saw that. It looked like I want to get like, one bike. of those old retro ones like that. Yeah. And, Except uh, it looks like there's only one gear, so it'd still be hard as fuck to pedal. Yeah, you get used to it after a while, though. It looks like a beach cruiser. Well, and th that's the thing with um, the trail that I that we have. It's all flat. There's no hills, so it's not like you know you're gonna get to a hill. Yeah. Where you have to ship we do gears. have a we do have like a they call it the tobacco trail American tobacco trail. Mm -hmm. um, it's like this. That's really the only I get safe place because I live on a essentially a four lane kind of boulevard. Yeah, and I don't know if I'd want to ride a bike on it. And and you're not technically supposed to ride bikes on the sidewalk. So, well, see, I see these guys like um, that ride the like competition bikes and they have the the like the tour de france mm -hmm. you know and they have they have the outfits and everything and they'll be riding on those i would not ride on these fucking country ass roads around here because you know yeah I'd somebody side some, swipes you and yeah and you get a broken leg in the ditch and they're not gonna fucking stop but they do <laughs> i mean and you know but these these roads around here are not made for bikes at all no no all right let's continue 
stories, bike accidents. I'm all ears. Yeah, we have. I don't see too many bike accidents. Okay, let's move to cars. Car chases. Your favorites, please. Car chases. For me, it's the obvious one. Seven ups. Ray Scheider driving. Driving. Sorry. <laughs> told you about my German accent. Roy Scheider driving his car to pieces. Seven What ups. Accent. Great movie. Car. And now, how about you? Have you ever been in a car chase? <laughs> Fleeing from the cops? From an ex-girlfriend? From the feds? Tell us your car <laughs> stories. Car accidents. I'm all ears again. All right. Car chases. Have you ever been in a car chase? I have not. Well, Yes, I have, I have been in a couple of car chases. <laughs> running um, from what? One... Well, one, um, my girlfriend and I gave somebody the finger. Um, it was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what happened. If like she cut us off or what. And so we were like, hey, fucking asshole. And we gave her the finger. Well, this crazy lady started chasing us. Well, I wasn't afraid of the crazy lady, but we were laughing, and I was trying to get away from her, and she just was relentless. It was funny, and she she finally caught up to us. She's like, you fucking assholes. I'll, I'll fucking kill you. I mean, she was like nuts, and then one time, um, what was the other? Uh, okay, some woman almost ran me off. Like, you know when you're on the interstate, and the, they have the um, sign that says, okay, the right lane is closed coming up, and they have all those barrels. Mm -hmm. Well, this bitch, <laughs> fucking, um, I went by her, and she just started, I was in the right lane, and she, if it was, say it was, uh, the speed limit was 65. Well, she was in, like, the left lane going 55, 10 miles an hour under the speed limit. So I was going to go around her on the right, and it said I had one mile before I had to get over, because the right lane would end. And she just, when I got beside of her, she just started speeding up. Every time I would, she would just. I, and I would speed up to try and get around her, and she would just continually, like, match my speed. Mm -hmm. And she almost ran me into these fucking barrels. So I followed her fucking probably 20 miles up the road <laughs> until she got to where, I guess, where she worked. And she got out of her car, and I pulled in beside of her, and I got out, and I said, you know, you almost, uh, you almost caused me to crash uh, just – Because and and I and I said and she goes what are you talking she goes oh, I don't know what you're talking about I said I was beside you and you just kept speeding up and speeding up and speeding up and would not let me go around and she goes well then maybe you should have slowed down oh so pissed uh. but that was and then some guy almost went uh, I gave a guy a finger one time uh, <laughs> a girl and I were were driving down this road and we were going to the grocery store and I didn't turn my blinker on. I just, I, I hit, you know, I didn't like hit my brakes. I just, you know, slowed to a stop and then I made a left. Well, this guy beeped his horn. So I just fucking gave him the finger and I had this girl with me that I just thought was fucking cat's meow. So I pull in and we go in the grocery store. We're walking around and um, this great big black guy, he was dressed all in black and had a black cowboy hat. And he, fucking <laughs> up, he walked up to me and he, and, uh, and he goes, you know, if you if you'd use your blinker, you wouldn't have to use the, you wouldn't have to use your finger or something like that. And I was like, what? And he goes, if you use your blinker, you wouldn't have to flip the bird. And this guy was big. He was like <laughs> fucking uh, uh, hacksaw Butch Reed or something, you know. And I was like, at that time, I was probably only about 180 pounds. And I was like. 
oh, okay. And I just like, and I acted like I didn't know what he was talking about. And I just like, oh, okay. And then I just walked away. But I was like, oh my God, that guy could have beat my fucking ass. Uh, I've never been in a car chase outside of like trying to race friends or whatever when I was a stupid teenager. So if you did, your window would probably fall down in them. Oh my God. That was so obnoxious. (laughs) As far as car chases in movies, any highlights you can think of? I like, I always thought that, um, eh, hang on a second. Um, I love the, 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 uh, the, uh, car chases and car stunts in the movie White Lightning with uh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. He Burt Reynolds has a few. Smokey and the Bandit and Cannonball Run has some good car chase stuff in it. And that movie Ronan with um, which which actually know. we've been requested to do next week. Yeah, that's a good one, and it's got great car chases. There's there's some like you know Gene Hackman and French Connection, and of course you know Bullet with Steve McQueen. But Bullet. I I really like those fu- that, for some reason. Uh, more than Smokey and the Bandit, uh, I like the the White Lightning with uh, Burt Reynolds. What about the, uh, the Gone in sixty Seconds? That one's up there, the forty minute car chase. The the oh, the original one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one with Nicholas Cage. Um and um. What about Fast and the Furious, dude? No, I've only seen the first one. I don't I like didn't. any of those movies. Yeah. Um, Seven Ups that Rolf mentioned that was a good one too. Um, there's uh. What's the one I'm? Oh, um, we did it on this on the show, Dingleberry, uh, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry. Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't there a helicopter in that one? So that yeah, was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dingleberry. <laughs> All right, here we go. Now let's move to non-vehicles, which leaves us with only one thing: your feet. Best foot chases in cinema history. Oh, I don't know. They often appear in rather shitty movies. Hey, Tom Cruise. Point Break. <laughs> And 50% of any movie starring Maurizio Merli. Yeah. So, how about you? Do you run? Did you ever run away from somebody? An ex-girlfriend, maybe? The cops? <laughs> An angry dog? The feds. Share your running stories. I'm all ears. Running stories. Um, I don't run. Um, you can probably, uh, uh, if you added up the distance that I've run all combined in the last 10 years... It might equal a mile. <laughs> nice. I don't run uh, unless someone's chasing me, and people don't ever chase me. So um, they'd have to chase you inside your apartment. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be tired going down the hall from the bedroom, and I just have to stop on the couch. I'm sorry, you win. I'm out of breath. I used to run, and yeah. I got up to where I could run. Well, of course, you know, playing sports, we always had to run and fucking practice, yeah. which sucked playing football, you know. It's like, ugh. But um, just for fun, I got to where I could run like 10 miles without stopping. Ugh. And it was good because it was just like the bicycle thing. When you first start out, it's just miserable. Yeah, I would run at night because I didn't want anybody to see me because, you know, you got snot coming out of your nose, your mouth's hanging open, and you're you're just in pain. But then once you do it so much that you get to where you can enjoy it because you're not you're not hurting, mm-hmm. and it's just like you're just kind of cruising along. You can look at stuff and people like you'd see girls and stuff in the summer and everything. And that's another one where I wish I would have never stopped because it's so hard to get started. But that was that was probably back in like the mid '90s. And of course, now it's a long time. I couldn't run anywhere now no. and uh, run away. One time, my friend and I were, we would walk over to this store, which was a few miles away from 
our house and um we were walking out we'd go and get like candy or buy wrestling magazines and yeah. go play this kung fu fighter game <laughs> kung fu challenge i can't remember what it was called it had two joysticks oh uh, uh karate champ yeah if you pulled them apart they'd do the same yeah, yeah 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 and so we'd go over and do that well we were walking back and these two kids were coming down the sidewalk on bicycles and they were looking for trouble <laughs> because as they went by they all they purposefully almost ran into like my friend and he goes hey watch it and I was, I always would have just been like, you know, don't fucking say nothing. You know, just even if they would have tried to run into me. Um, and he goes, hey, watch it. And the kid goes, fuck you, motherfucker, or something like that. So we were walking and and they went down and they turned around and started coming back. And we were, I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> so there was a little bait store, like fishing, like a bait store. Like if the, the, the place probably wasn't as big as my bedroom, the whole place. And it was open, so I said, let's go in here. So we went in there, and the old man's behind the counter. We go back in the far back corner, and we're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what are we going to do? These guys are – these because they were bigger than us. So they stood outside – they parked their bikes, and they stood outside the fucking front door. And we're like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? We're going to give our ass <laughs> 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 so they even came in they tried to like intimidate us like one of them would come the in hell? and walk in the store and like and like walk around and then he didn't say anything but then he'd walk back out and i was like well, god damn like they were stalking us stalking you know <laughs> the stalking moon <laughs> and so anyway the place had a back door well there was no air conditioning or anything in it and the guy just had both doors open and so we were standing there and I could see they would every once in a while they'd look in to see, you know, to and one of them would look in, but then they just figured, well, they gotta come out. So they stood out there. Well, I told my friend, I said, when I say fucking go, I said, let's I said, run out the goddamn that back door. Because we were right back by the back door. And um they like one of them looked in and then as soon as he looked as soon as he went out or uh, you know went back around the corner we fucking took off well we ran and there was all these uh like business they were like the this um uh ice cream place that they actually made ice cream and sold it to the grocery stores it was right beside there was a big brick, brick building mm-hmm. and then there were houses and apartments all the way down through there well, we ran behind those fucking things. And, man, I fucking never ran so fucking fast in my life. <laughs> we ran. Well, they were still outside the fucking thing and thought we were still in there. We got all the way down to the fucking end of the block, which was goddamn, I don't know how far. It was far enough away that they were, even if they saw us, they couldn't have caught up to us if we just you know kept going. Nice. And we were up on the corner and... <laughs> Because the bridge that went across the river over to where we lived was right there. And we got right up on the corner and, and right where where we got where we were so far away that they could see us, we yelled, fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs> and we took off running. And we were laughing because we knew they could catch us. We outsmarted them. You get- <laughs> yeah, that was a foot chase. That was like Cool Hand Luke. What about foot chases in movies that you can think of? Well, like can you think cool, of any cool hand Luke when he was on the run and mm-hmm. then they were chasing him with the dogs? Um, I'm trying to think of any other good foot chases. The only two I can't, I, I have more trouble thinking of these. The only two I can think, I immediately thought of um, 
at the end of Ferris Bueller's day off when he's running through all the yards and stuff, trying to beat his parents home. Running. What? There was a movie one time, and I can't remember what it was called. And these guys, it was like a two older guys and a young guy that was like one of their sons or something. And I think it was Ronnie Cox, and I can't remember who the other two guys were, and they were like marathon runners. And so they they were out like – it was kind of like sort of out in the – maybe like out in the – I don't know if it was in the desert or if it was in the woods or I think it was sort of like out in the desert on a road and they were running. And these asshole scumbags were chasing after them. And for one, some reason I was thinking one of them was Sonny Lambton. <laughs> and I just remember that, that they were ch- – no, no, no. That was a different movie. That was – I can't remember what that was called. It was out in the desert, and it had like Steve Canale and Sonny Lambden. But this one, uh, <laughs> Ronnie Cox, these guys that were like on dirt bikes, and they were chasing them, and they were trying to get away, and they kept they kept cramping up, like they would they'd be like, "Oh my god, oh my god," and they're like, "Shut the fuck up," you know? He's like, "Oh god, I gotta cramp it so bad, yeah," because they they didn't have any water or any, their water ran out, right? But it wasn't a good movie. It was just they were. Running. I liked uh, I liked Nicolas Cage running from the cops in Raising Arizona. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, with with the diapers and the the guy shooting in the in the grocery store and shit. But I mean, you know, there's there's probably a bit, like yeah. like you said, any movie with Tom Cruise, he runs. <laughs> he runs every time. It doesn't matter. And he's what really he sh- he's short and got little short legs, and I think that he wants to try and look like he can run, but I bet you he can't run. I, he probably can. He looks got, good when he runs. He's got a big butt too. They got big hips. Look, if him and Sam Rockwell got in a race. <laughs> They should be in a in a dance competition with yeah. no, no pants on. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. From the backside, we'll see their butts. Sam Rockwell always shows his ass, so Tom he Cruise does. could too. And he's got a fat butt. <laughs> All right, here we go. Back to Rolf. So I will finish this mess of feet sack. Hope you got the joke. With Zom trips to Hong Kong. Having watched that many Hong Kong movies, what's your favorite one now? For me, it's Toad's Vengeance, with Exile and Rock War being close seconds. Plus, haven't you also noticed that Lam Suet is in every Hong Kong movie? <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> and he is so proud in that one long hair on his chin. Personally, That's the guy that plays fatty like that in like would every drive Johnny me crazy. Yeah. Would always be afraid of it getting stuck somewhere. Plus, it would be a big weakness in any fist fight. Imagine somebody pulling it. Ugh. Ouch. Or, as we say in German... Aua. <laughs> so, Zom, uh, tell us about your Hong Kong love. What are your faves? And Loaf, feel free to do it also. Okay. To, to chime in. Oh so, that's it. Bye from now. Or, as we say in Germany, bis zum nächsten Mal. Euer größter Fan, Rolf. What? what? Ut. <gasps> so, yeah. So, do you have favorite Hong Kong movies now? That's hard to fuck it. Was uh, Five Deadly Venoms Hong Kong? <laughs> Five Deadly Venoms was definitely Hong Kong. That was probably my all-time favorite because I saw it when I was a kid and I just thought it was the greatest shit with those masks and everything. Uh-huh. And I even watched um, I watched it, um, if I bought that on Blu-ray or what, I watched it on something. Maybe it was on Netflix. Anything with Chow Yun-Fat is pretty much Hong Kong, unless it's American. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, the, all those ones I watched this week were so good, but I, I, I immediately go to, you know, if anybody says, what's your favorite, um, like, uh, Shaw Brothers or, or right. genre and everything, I, I, and I know that there's a lot of people that's, you know, 
that will say five deadly venoms, and then they'll say, but there's so, there's ones that are so much better than that. But that one just holds so much nostalgia for me. Yeah. And, and I watched it. I mean, it looked the the uh, the um, quality of it and everything. I don't know if it was on Netflix. I can't remember if I got it on Blu-ray. It looks so good, and I still love that story. I just love it. Yeah. I love um, Better Tomorrow. Chow Yun Fat stuff with John Woo. I like, but I like uh, like Hard Boiled. Um, Better Tomorrow. That one's really good. I don't know if John Woo did a Better Tomorrow. Did he do that one? I, I don't remember. Thought so. Um, kill one right by that. The uh, there was that one with. I didn't see it until after I think the gentleman's guy reviewed it or something. And I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was a Shaw Brothers movie, but it was more contemporary. And I think Beardy was in it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that one was really good. Early eighties. I can't remember the name of it now. Um, Those fucking Johnny Toe movies are fucking. Yeah. Exiled. Uh, yeah. We did on the show. Liked that one a whole lot. Vengeance was good. Um, I'll tell you what, I was a Johnny Toe movie. I could not get into. It was like this like superhero thing he had going on. I don't remember even the name of it, but I could not get into it. But I've liked pretty much all of his like crime stuff. Um, what was the oh shit? Not election. Um, triad election was the second one. Was, there was yeah. the, there was election and triad election. Those were really good. Exiled was the one that I really. Yeah, that was yeah, the one with was, Anthony Wong awesome for a newer one. Because just that, like you said, with uh, the um, uh, getting like the. Um, it almost reminded me of a Magnificent Seven kind of a thing where they had the different guys and, you know, yeah. the, the one guy at the beginning that was their buddy had the, he used like a, almost like a 38 revolver pistol and they went to his house to kill him and the other ones went to save him. And then after they tore the place up, they made a meal. I just love the style, the Johnny Toe, the style and everything. And all the guys in that were just awesome. Yeah, including Fatty. Yeah, Lou, 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 or whatever his name. Um, all right, so Rolf has a, Rolf has a few more. <laughs> so Hello, silver and gold. Rolf again. As Lof is busy preparing for his exams, I thought I could do another SNG feed sack. Lof, exam time sucks. I did fail two major exams, but at least managed to succeed when retrying them. Still, it sucks investing that much time and efforts in it. Now I am on the other side, having to mark exam papers for my students. This also sucks. <laughs> but at least you can do it at home, listening to music or the newest Silver and Gold show. Silver and Gold. So, as I am stuck in school for basically my whole life, what are your <laughs> fondest memories of school? <laughs> no, nothing sex-related this time. Oh, shit. Any teachers you miss, you hate, you wish were dead? Any funny stories from your time at school? Hmm. Uh, uh, like college or high school? or I, See, all mine, all mine are going to be sex-related. <laughs> Even teachers. <laughs> uh, I hated fucking school except for the girls and... Like the coach, I hate the fucking. I still, to this day, a lot of those coaches and stuff, and some of those teachers are probably seventy years old, and I fucking despise them. I thought they were awful. I st- I don't. There's nothing really for me. Like I pretty much I I gave I I went through school a pretty like under the radar kind of thing. I didn't have like I know a lot of people that just fucking hated high school. I was. 
fine with high school. It was whatever. Um, I'm eating almonds again. <laughs> Let's see. I have a fond memory of, um, I, I mentioned racing with friends. Um, it was either my junior or senior year. We always would, um, we always would, this is just a funny, little funny memory. But we'd always try to like race back. For, we had these classes in the morning at um, when, if you ever took AP classes, you had to take them at this like central place. Um, they didn't teach them at our school. So in the morning, we would go basically to a different school to take some classes and then drive back to our regular school for the rest of the day. But we would always try to like fucking race each other on the way back, which was really stupid. But because it was highway driving, too. But I had a friend who was probably the most uh, notorious of us for kind of near reckless, if not reckless, driving with how fast he would go sometimes. And I was driving with him one day, and it had, it had, I don't know if it had just started raining or just finished, but he was trying to, he wasn't actually racing somebody, but he was trying to beat a red light and went way too fast through it. And it, it was scary at the time, but he basically, what ended up happening is we, we ended up sliding sideways through the intersection. Ugh. And hit a curb on the other side and the, the the one funny thing that i think about when i still think about this is what were the people that were sitting at the red light watching this thing <laughs> when all of a sudden this like navy camry just comes sideways through the fucking Ugh. intersection and um we didn't wreck like he was a we were still fine and uh but we hit the curb pretty hard and he was freaking out he said could you try to look out. And I was looking out and it was starting to rain. And, uh, I was sticking my head out the window and trying to look at his tires while we were driving. And I could tell both tires were like going like, womp, womp, like <laughs> wobbling. <laughs> so we drove, we had to drive back way slower than normal. And he was losing his shit. Like he was so afraid his mom was going to murder him. <laughs> so he, this was on a Friday. So he, and he, he couldn't get to a garage until the following week to get it looked at. So he parked his car in the garage and his mom was like, why are you parking in the garage? And he parked it as close as he could to the wall to keep her from <laughs> from going around the other side to see his tire. So he hid his car from his mom all weekend until he could escape. And uh, and she was a teacher, so she left really early in the morning. But uh, that still makes me laugh, that story. That's a good story. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I just remember like in high school, having a perpetual boner like i mean i know he said no sex but you know like you just have a heart on like fucking like 90 percent of the time yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, i just i remember this one girl would get up and to sharpen her pencil <laughs> and when she would get up to sharpen her pencil i would just sit there and i'd be like oh my god and i mean it's just like a pair of you know like these fucking like i i think it was like brown corduroy pants but i just was shit i would just shit myself as like oh and then when we go to like a a um, basketball game, mostly. Well, it'd be basketball game too, but a lot of times at the football games, you'd go in the um, in the fall, and you'd have like a blanket over over you know like my girlfriend would bring like a blanket, and you'd have it over you, and like you'd put like especially like when you were in like seventh grade or eighth grade or something like that, you'd have your hand like on her thigh, and then just like. I always said it was like in the sniper movies where they say the sniper would just barely like move an inch at a time. <laughs> you wouldn't even it'd be like just like these little just barely move your hand until you eventually got up to the fucking uh, honey pot. <laughs> and, and I look back now and I'm like, man, you know what? Those were the greatest days. <laughs> yeah, it's hard now. Yeah. 
now it's just like, eh. Uh, all right, here we I, go. I don't inch my hand up to my own crotch. No. You, get you, it over with. <laughs> you, you dive in and you're done in 40 seconds and go you go sleep. cry and go to sleep. Yeah. Maybe cry beforehand and then go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. I'm all ears. <laughs> oh, I paused it too early. And not to drift too much, what are your favorite movies taking place in school? Nice. Because uh, I've been watching these. My favorite movies taking place in school are fucking like, I love uh, Pretty in Pink. I love the John Hughes stuff from the 80s. Um, I love, love, love Days of Confused um, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Love those all. I mean, like, I love high school. I still love them. High school, like, 80s high school comedies, I think, are fucking awesome. Um, that fucking Dazed and Confused just reminds me. I mean, I guess it probably does that with everybody. It does it me, just, too. And I, I went to school 20 years after it takes yeah. place, and I still think it's awesome. I think it, it reminds me so much of school. We, I, well, I think we were, like, stuck in time because even the music in it and everything, like, <laughs> it was just, like, fucking Leonard Skinner and all this shit. And well, it's it was like, funny okay. because it's, it's funny that um, there was, I guess there was enough... Maybe it was made a resurgence uh, when you were in high school too, but that classic rock was really big again when yeah. I was in high school in the early '90s too. So yeah, that's how we were too. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I just uh, all the uh, they if they're done right, it it just hits so yeah. Uh, and it's even like the Breakfast Club. Um, I was only in detention a couple of times. But that guy that played the fucking uh, was he the principal? The vice principal. Yeah. yeah. What, I don't even know what he was. I don't know if he was the principal or not. He was such a piece of shit. He <laughs> and, and he reminded me of all those jock, fucking douchebag yep. high school football coaches that that you know they were just they're just losers, uh, and they rule over these kids. And they're at the time they were probably making not even $30,000 a year, probably like $22,000 a year. But then you, they walked around like they thought they were like the, you know, king shit athlete. Yep, yep. Like, dude, you're nothing. You're a piece of shit. And for, <laughs> and the one thing that I always love that, you know, I don't say a chip on my shoulder or whatever, is these motherfuckers would be like screwing the girls in my class. Ew. Yeah. I mean, we had that shit. I don't know if that went on too time. much in my school. Ugh. All right, here we go. Or are school focused? school focused? I always loved The Breakfast Club yeah. and Ferris Bueller, of course. Ben Stein's teacher made me want to be a teacher myself. <laughs> anyone? 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 That's I don't know That's if I've ever heard anybody say that. Teaching. That's funny. If you want to know why teaching can actually be fun and meaningful, I strongly recommend Être et Avoir, a French documentary about a French elementary school teacher. The English title is To Be and To Have. I also time. recommend Entre le Mour, which is the class in English, also a French kind of documentary, focusing on 8th to 10th graders in a rather difficult urban district. Huh. If you survive those movies, you will be an excellent teacher. In my school, we have Projektwoche this week. I don't know if there's an English term for it, but it means that there aren't any regular lessons, but all students working on one topic we've decided on choosing the circus. So I did have to spend an entire Friday afternoon in school <laughs> getting prepared for teaching circus. I suck. <laughs> Talking about accents again. It's quite frustrating trying to juggle some balls, I mean not your own balls, and failing miserably. 
Also tried to balance a spinning dish on a stick. Also not that easy. It soon looked like an Ed Wood movie. Flying saucers, just without the strings. We also did have to walk on barrels, on tight ropes, making me the man on wire, just without the height factor. Building human pyramids, which I actually didn't do, as I was one of only four males and I really didn't look forward to sit on my female colleagues' backs or butts. <laughs> so I decided to pick Fakir, you know, those guys sitting on hundreds of nails or walking on shards, making me my school's John McLean, of course. No way. See, I didn't forget <laughs> about this being a movie podcast. <laughs> By the way, Wait, are it's you sure? all fake. Those shards, they aren't sharp. They have been cooked before being used. But please don't tell this to anybody, as this is a big Fakir secret. Dude, you just told like 13 people. are not fake. <laughs> and they leave 13. some heavy marks on your butt when you sit on them. I also had to wear some very silly Fakir outfit, which made me look a bit gay, but there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> so this week I will have to teach my students how to pretend to be in pain when grabbing some fake shards. <laughs> and I just realized shards sound like shards. <laughs> Those wet farts where some shit might escape your anus. I haven't had one of those in a while. You see. I am a teacher, never being able to shut the fuck up. So, did you have similar projects in school, and do you want to share your memories with us? We, I didn't. Yes, Zom, you will. We didn't have anything like that in school. Like, sc school here is a lot different than it is in other places. It's really just you go class to class and you learn your shit. Unless you go to like a special school, there's not, there's rarely kind of like breakout stuff like that where you dedicate time to something unique like that. It's mostly, especially now from like teaching to this fucking test they do these like standardized tests yeah. well uh, as far as the the uh school movies again i just wanted to add mm. one of my favorites that i watch over i've watched oh god probably over and over again is the paper chase and it's more of a college mm. uh movie i love that fucking movie um school stuff i just remember when we had um uh, they made us take home ec or home management. I never took home ec in school. We had to. We we really? they made us, and um, we had to. They they um, they had like a we had to have like a a banquet or a dinner where we everybody in the class, or we would be separate. We would be in groups, and we made this dinner, mm -hmm. and um, then we had our parents come uh, to this thing and. You know, they would eat our food or whatever. <laughs> um, of course, my dad was like, I'm not going to. My mom wasn't going to come. She's like, I'm not coming. That, you know, and then they said if I, I would get like a failing grade or something. If your parents didn't show up. Yeah, she was at work, so she had to like leave work to come to this stupid thing. Well, the, 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 the thing that was funny was there was a girl in our class, and she was always kind of dirty, like, <laughs> You know, I I feel bad now because you know I think that her family was like really poor or something, mm -hmm. and and she, and it seemed like there was like something not like not right with her because mm -hmm. like I said she just her clothes looked dirty she did she, and she acted like there was something wrong with her I don't know how to explain it hmm. but anyway she was in another group 
and say there was like four of us in each group and we had to make our food and everything. Well, we, I can't remember what we made and they made like macaroni salad or ma ma macaroni and cheese. And so we all had to try everybody else's stuff. And this guy in our group, we're like, I'm not fucking eating that shit because she, her hands are fucking like dirty and everything. Yeah. And, and, um, and we were like, I don't know. Well, then this teacher that had a beard and she was a woman, she, 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 she would like, you could tell she shaved her face with a razor cause she had like razor stubble. And she was a bitch. They had two home ec teachers. One of them was this hot chick that was, had been like a stewardess. And, uh, we would always try and look down her shirt when we had to make, we had to fucking sew and make a shirt. Uh -huh. So the guys would always ask her for help. And I didn't know, I was like, well, wait a minute. Why, you know, everybody's asking her for fucking help and I don't, I'm not having any problems. Then I realized they asked her for help because when she would come over to help you and lean over, you could see down her shirt. <laughs> so then I was like, I needed help all the time. But anyway, that mean teacher who smoked cigarettes and shit all the time she was just a fucking bitch and she was she the one was real good looking and she was not <laughs> <laughs> and she came over and she and and they were all everybody was laughing because they were like oh i don't want to do you know and she said that everybody had to try some of this stuff well that one redheaded kid he he's like uh you know so she made him fucking and he fucking took a fork or a spoon and got a bunch of that macaroni and cheese and he fucking started eating it and he just went ugh he pulled a fucking hair out of, of his mouth that was probably 12 inches fucking long Gross. as he pulled it out I started gagging so fucking <laughs> I thought I was going to vomit. And then that woman got, she got, the more that we were laughing and, and I was gagging, she got so fucking. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll never forget him. He just went, ugh. And it, it just like, it just started coming. And it was like it was never going to end. Gross. <laughs> it still is fucking gross. Oh, that's disgusting. That's all. all right, let's, let's, get, let's move on. We're going to spend all day on this. And loaf. Please. And love, please. I'm all ears once again. So, I don't know one, uh, when this feed sack will be released. Good luck to love for your exams. There is a very helpful episode of Mr. Bean, by the way, called The Exam, <laughs> which shows how to pass an exam. Genuinely funny stuff. I hope he runs Watch the that little three wheel car off the road. To prepare the them for uh, their exams. So, that's it for now. Hope I didn't overdo it this time, but, well, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Till next time, Rolf Ud, and now listen to this. <laughs> if, only, if only those were real. <laughs> I wonder if I will ever get to a point in my life where the sound of farts isn't funny. I laughed the other day on the way home thinking the funniest farts are the ones where it, they're like loud and stinky at the same time. <laughs> Here lately I've been having some that 
stunk so bad that it just is gross. They don't even smell. Window, no. I mean, it nauseates oh Is he still talking? Uh, yeah, he just said he's opening a window. <laughs> Oot. <laughs> Oot. All right. All right. So what are you eating? You need to clean up your diet. Or eat something like, eat some cheese. Clog yourself up. <laughs> I don't need to be clogged up, that's for sure. Hey, we got another feed sack from somebody we know. Hey, yo, Sylvan Goat, this is Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> you know, I didn't win Oscar this year, which is a fucking shame. Fly is a bad actor time. But, you know, Oscar looks like a fucking gay dude, you know. Oscar has no muscles. And, you know, that thing he's holding looks like a big cock. Oscar looks like a dude checking off. Miss Sly, I don't need to check off, you know. All women love Sly. Sly don't need any fucking Oscar. Me, Sly, did a movie called Oscar. Also snubbed by a Gary Oman picture art. <laughs> Those old farts, they don't know shit. Oh my they God. haven't any muscles. Man, talking like me is kind of difficult. Gotta stop it now. Doing some workouts instead. Oh my god. I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> I think it was Arnold uh, congratulating himself on his uh, his wins on the uh, the silver and gold pole. Wow. There was something about Oscar in there. <laughs> I heard Oscar. Uh, oh wait. I think he called back. Hey, yo, listeners of Silver and Gold Podcast, this is the Vestas alone. <laughs> I need to apologize. I badmouth homosexual people, and that isn't cool. You know, all people love Sly, men and women. That's cool, you know. Sly somehow invented homosexuality, you know. <laughs> so Sly apologized. Gotta go now. Doing some jacking off. <laughs> he's, he's a lot easier to understand when he's not all worked up. When he apologetic sly is easier to follow, I think. <laughs> we need to we need to get rid of that phone number. All right, next feed set. <laughs> what? Is he done? Yeah. Doug Hughley, Mr. Deegan's class. Doug, hi. What is up, you old goat? How you doing, man? Good. Oh, wait. I haven't seen you in There was an email with this one. Hang on, let me read that first. Uh, hey, guys, guess what I just put together? A little review for the Cameron Crowe joint singles. I watched that recently. Uh, I'm not too sure about the volume or length, but in case you're short on feet sacks, here's a shot. Maybe too rambly. Who knows? I trust you guys' as ex- expertise as pod- yeah, expertise as podcasters. I think your podcast is one even Stern would have to agree is pretty damn solid. All right. Oh, that was the best. Thanks, Matt. You know what? We're throwing down tonight over on Aloha Street. 
Yeah, we got too bad. It's gonna be insane. Would you get up and do a little wheel of steel? Oh no, no. Are you sure? Yeah. You're the only man I know who can mix up Elvis Costello and Public Enemy. What's so funny about beef, 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 loving under beef, beef, beef? Death Row. What does a brother understand? Beef, 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 understand beef, beef. You're the best, man. You are the king. You are the king. You gotta be there, man. You must be there. Of course, you may be busy. <laughs> hey, Piccolo and Dr. Zom. Good to finally talk to you all. Dig it. This is Cecil. I uh, want to send in some reviewage here of this 1992 Cameron Crowe movie, Singles. Saw it in the theater. Uh, what we just heard was P Jeremy Piven I think. in his only scene. It's, it was about a minute long. There are a lot of little cameos in this movie, and I'll get into that. But I wanted to mention that I got to this film uh, in an indirect way because of listening to podcasts. To one of my other favorite podcasts that I really like is the COM, uh, Cult of Mammoth, as in David Mammoth. All <laughs> Mammoth all the time. That sent me on my way to eventually coming across this film. Cameron Crowe movie, but I was on the Mammoth train at first. Mammoth. I got on this Campbell Scott kick. Was watching, rewatching the trailer for The Spanish Prisoner, one that David Mammoth had directed himself. That film starred Campbell Scott, and I really enjoyed watching him do that dialogue. Now here he is doing Cameron Crowe's dialogue. <laughs> this is the second Cameron Crowe movie. Being that it's 1992, and set in Seattle, it's it's about the grunge scene that's in the background the whole time. Yeah. You got Pearl Jam, Alice Chain, Soundgarden, Mother Love Bone, Mud Honey, all kinds of great cameos in here. It adds a nice layer to the going zones. And apparently, in the trivia here, it's telling me Johnny Depp turned turned down the role that Campbell Scott's playing because he was uncomfortable saying "I love you" on screen. Oh my God. That shows you what it takes to be a star, like Johnny Depp. Okay, you have to be uncomfortable saying I love you on screen. And that self-awareness will take you places. Okay, yeah. so there's, there's still this is a good movie. may not be a Johnny Depp caliber film. You know, that's for other people to judge. I like this cast that they did get a lot. I like Kira Sedgwick in this. I like Matt Dillon in this. And I like Richard Fonda in this a lot. Every, all the supporting people are great as well. Uh, special props to Sheila Kelly. And don't get too excited when you see Bill Pullman's name associated with this movie. It is funny, but it's not that long. It's not that involved. Uh, they could have done more, going more into Matt Dillon and Bridget Fonda's into into their relationship. Matt There's a couple of things near the end where kind of like some things happen. There's a car wreck, and you know I have to go off on a boat and be alone. We cannot be together, kind of thing. And it's a little hard to believe. You just want to see people <laughs> get together. It's just like do it. You know, uh, there's too much like ensemble kind of cast juggling in this, where it's like they don't really focus too deeply on. I feel like the two. Two couples, the way they could have. Eric Stoltz shows up in this as a mime. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I think he mimes is smoking a cigarette, and he, as he's talking loudly, it's a weird mime performance. 
<laughs> Paul Giamatti's in this briefly. Yes. Is the key word. Tom Skerritt is in this, who has to deal with uh, Campbell Scott's crazy super train idea. He's got this super train. It's like if you give people great music and great food, they'll they'll park and ride. Super train. Yeah. Uh, the editing is cool in this movie. It's playful. It's by Richard Chu. And the cinematography is by Yuli Steiger and Tak Fujimoto. Especially one scene where they're, he's talking about his neighbors and he's narrating and you don't see the neighbors. You see the windows of where they, they live. And it was, it was very well done. Two books I noticed people reading in this. Tim Burton is a cameo reading Existentialism and Human Emotions. <laughs> Then Bridget Fonda is reading Anne Rand's The Fountainhead, or however you say her name. Bridget Fonda. <laughs> Bridget. The lines I like are, you're spazzing out on me, and I live my life like a French movie, Steve. <laughs> Campbell Scott is a funny, fun line here. It's very The way his delivery, I wish I could get it down, he goes, I'm going to call my new semi-girlfriend. Overall, I give this movie 7.2 Mother Love Bones. Nice. And yeah, that's pretty much Cameron Crowe's 1992 singles. Thanks for all the suds. And peace out for now, dudes. Oh, uh, yeah, this is uh, Riley Martin, and uh, I want to tell you that Bayavians uh, no, uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, come tangent walk. Yeah, I watched recently, I watched that and Reality Bites in the same night. I love. Um... When Bridget Fonda asks Matt Dillon, um, are my breasts too small? And he's like, sometimes. <laughs> he's such a prick in that movie. That, he's really he's awesome all the time. And uh, d- that review just reminded me of something I left off my list. I watched the documentary Hype from 1996, mm-hmm. which is uh, yeah. all about the grunge scene and uh, oh, what happened oh. and how people like the mainstream started trying to, you know, buy it. Yeah. Fucking like any, any, any independent kind of alternative band could have gotten a huge record deal back in the nineties. I need to watch that. I haven't seen that before. That's really good. It was on, it's on on uh, YouTube. Oh, cool. Check it out. I'll check it out. All right. Um, so we do know what we're going to do next week. Um, I was lazy and just picked for us. Um, Davey Mack, uh, he suggested two movies for us to go with. Um, I don't know if this is, a, I guess this is a double feature. I don't know. Uh, we're going to do Ronan that I mentioned earlier, Ronan from 1998. And one I've not seen called Who Dares Wins. It has another name too. Uh, Who Dares Wins. And it is also called The Final Option. Ah, yeah, The Final Option. Uh, from 1982. I haven't so, seen that in a long time. Uh, we'll be reviewing those. And um, they're both on uh, Amazon Prime. And Ronan is on uh, Hulu as well. So, And that's it for the show this week. You can always send us feed sack to 206-339-1600 or silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find our show on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on silverandgold.com. Is there something else I usually say? Zom. Oot. <laughs> um, find our show on iTunes, Stitcher. Oh, and join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups 
slash Silva and Gold. One more. We added one more person. We added one more person. It was Cecil. <laughs> the first uh, one person in ten years. Yeah. Uh, I need to go post in that other group with like five people in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I guess that's it for me. Zom, do you have anything else? Mm-hmm. Time to poop. I'm going to go read some Walking Dead comics. I'll tell you what. I've been powering through some Walking Dead comics the last couple weeks. I've read like Binging. 70 issues. Binging. Binge. Walking Deading. So... Good stuff. Um, until next time, this is a loaf. Oot. Do it now. Zom. Oot. Bye bye.